I'm going to turn this fan off. Hi, I'm Raymond, and you're listening to Insert Quest Here. Today's quest is Base Raiders. This should be, we believe, the final episode of our base raiding campaign. So we're going to jump right into it, but first, let's have our players introduce themselves, starting with Ryan. Hi, everybody. I am Ryan. Uh, you may recognize my voice from such actual play podcasts as Ragnarok, which you should all totally be listening to. Uh, today, I am going to be playing Amriel, who is a demon who is resurrected to the earthly plane by an evil sorceress who disappeared during Ragnarok. Um, she has since become a professional base raider and has joined the next two characters on their adventure. And if you are Ed and you are listening to listening to this, you are now thirsty. Come on, Ed's not listening to this. No, probably not. Alex? Hey, speaking of guys who aren't listening to this, I'm Alex, and I am not listening to this because I am speaking in this. Uh, and I will be... That was a horrible introduction. I tried to segue. <laughs> it did not work. Uh, I'm going to be playing Greg... Uh, and you might all go, oh, wow, I am all over the map. Ragnarok, me too, Greg, fart cloud, piloting a spaceship. I'm done. A plus. That Are was you? just, wow. Okay, let's see Let's see if we can round Speaking this of people out. who are done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Finn, and I'm playing Yuri, uh, which, to give a full rundown, uh, back in the 80s was a professional rally raid racer. Uh, he was killed in a horrific car crash while racing. Um, later, closer to now, uh, was resurrected into a robot samurai body by the evil villain Cyberneto uh, to be as part of his robot samurai army in Japan. Uh, following Ragnarok, Cyberneto disappeared, leaving all of the samurai warriors just wandering, which means there's probably a shitload of Yuri-esque people just around. Um, implications we haven't really thought of. Japan um, has a has a robot Ronin epidemic that we haven't addressed. Yeah. No, no, they've got like a robot Ronin like rehabilitation program where they all like work as street like street sweepers and like janitors oh, and man. stuff. So I've been thinking about they doing... just like blend them into the tourist industry. Oh, right. I want, I want to do that wandering samurai game where it's that. All right. Anyway, continue <laughs> on. You are at samurai. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> Hello, you're We're listening all doing well. to the Men's Coughing uh, Podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I told and you, you made fun away. of me for bailing early. <laughs> Maybe we should all stick to print. Yeah, I swallowed some water the wrong way and then I didn't have time to mute myself. Uh, anyway, Ragnarok happened, Sabanetta disappeared, Ronan's wandering, Yuri took up base rating. Because what do you do after you've been a professional motorsports racer, died, and then come back as a robot samurai and find something more fun to do? Uh, and so he's pursuing base raiding. Also, he totally mostly forgot all of the people he once knew in his former life who are now 30-something years older slash dead. Um, but he's kind of working that out. Oh, yeah, and then midway through, we found a... Mm, I still... I, feel 
reticent to say Hitler clone. It was yeah, because it's not for Hitler. It's, indeed, because it's not actually a Hitler clone. Because no. the guy actually used the cloning of Hitler as a smokescreen to clone his own body, and then just did some plastic surgery to make it look like Hitler, so Hitler wouldn't notice. <clears throat> yeah, so so uh, it's a it's a ripped clone for Hitler that had Hitler's face, but I changed Hitler's face, and now I have a samurai Odie face. Because I didn't want Hitler's face. Because no one wants that. I didn't want Hitler's face, so I went with Demon Troll. Yeah. Which is better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently. Definitely. Uh, uh, yep, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where we're at. Yeah. Uh, Yuri's had uh, the most drastic <laughs> transformation uh, <laughs> as the backstory of about five or six characters. Uh, and that's what we shoot for here. And, it's so and, and instead of like, instead of gaining superpowers, I've progressively become more normal. Yeah, indeed. It's actually kind of reminiscent of... Um, the New World of Darkness mummy game where you start out as like this powerful god and then become less and less powerful as you remember more and more of your past life. <laughs> anyway, uh, so when we last left off, you guys were waiting out the last few days uh, in <laughs> lunar orbit uh, before the race uh, where we're you waiting were waiting on the moon. <laughs> Where presumably uh, you will drop down uh, from orbit to the quote-unquote landing site uh, and then tear ass across the lunar expanse. Uh, Mm -hmm. The teams that you'll be going up against the uh, TKS, the TKS Super Race team, who are the Japanese slash Brazilian triplets that uh, focus their efforts on getting to the base as fast as possible. They don't have superpowers, but they have a lot of super tech. They are engineers at heart, and they like to engineer their way out of problems. The other team that you'll be competing against are the true survivors, who are all various tropes of 80s action heroes uh, that come from a parallel Earth where the American military and government was disbanded uh, due to Native Americans taking their land back. Uh, And these guys were like, you know what? Let's go to another dimension. Seeing as uh, we no longer have jobs. Uh, the other team that uh, has that the that our uh, players have been coming up against this season uh, have been knocked out of the race. Uh, the Valkyries, um, because they just had their team chewed in half uh, in the last race. Literally, uh, I think. Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so the various teams have made modifications to their cars so that they can s- hopefully survive 
uh, on the surface of the moon. Uh, likely TKS is just going to bring a whole new car because that's their thing. Uh, as for the true survivors, who knows what they're bringing? Uh, they normally ride in a four-wheel drive and on dirt bikes, so who knows? They're just gonna—they're gonna duct tape all the seals, duct tape the windows closed. That'll work. That'll be fine. That'll be fine. Yeah, that'll be all right. They've got scuba tanks for air. That's the logic that yeah that got us to that base on the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> that, yeah, no, that, that was cock, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, no, no more gaps. Cotton soaked in tar. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're chilling on the moon, waiting for the the go ahead, I guess. Yes. Now, uh, unless there's anything in particular you want to do beforehand, I think we'll just jump straight to the like last thirty minutes before the race. Uh, I just want to check. So we have last time we mod or Greg modified the suits, the space suits. So everyone has one. Yes, and, and you gave them, them armor. Armor and maneuver thrusters. Yes. Um, Amriel's has space for her wings. Uh, Yuri's is roomier for his demon suit. And they all have a racing stripe up the right. So they go faster. Yes, I recall you mentioning mm-hmm. a racing stripe. It's a very important detail. Uh, and I believe um, you made yeah, all colors. different primary colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I probably also added the Raiderade logo onto each of them. Yes. Uh, fantastic. Uh, so and the Datsun is moonproof. Yeah. Yes, Yuri did. The Datsun has some aspects about being moon good. Yeah, indeed. Okay. We took care of it. Moon, moon good. Yuri yeah, assures you he took care of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Trust me, guys. It's all good. Yuri's What's under this car? Oh, it's a weather experiment. Uh, all right, brilliant. So, uh, you guys are checking over your last gear, and uh, the you get a call from. Let's go to my notes page where I have the list of the characters. You get a call from Sora, who is the reporter that you guys have done interviews with in the past. That's the one that Yuri was asking about his life? Yes, they Mm -hmm. knew each other when Yuri was alive the first time. (laughs) It occurs Uh, to me, we haven't thought up what the moon edition of Raiderade is, if there is one. So we've had Egyptian edition. These are the so Raiderade is an energy drinks company that sponsors our adventure racing. If for some if somehow you have gotten to the last episode of this campaign and missed all exposition, Raiderade fa- fa- uh, sponsors and runs a super powered race of which our players competed. They have different editions of their energy drink in different countries as well as for different events. We had a dip Egyptian edition, which is grapefruit flavored Slovak edition, which is a caffeinated beer French edition, which is a s- just generally citrus 
Pacific Punch, which was passion fruit, pineapple, and coconut, and Butch Juice to celebrate <laughs> uh, the release of uh, what was it? Hell, Hell Butcher Four: Return to the Butching Floor. Yes, Hell Butcher Four: mm-hmm. Return to the Butching Floor, which is a game published by Dimension Dimension Gate. Is that the yep. name of the company? Yes. Published by Dimension Gate Games. Oh, yeah, I've got it written right there. Uh, which is supposedly uh, marketed as the blood of hell. It is molasses, pop- pom- pomegranate with a hint of cinnamon, spelt S-I-N. Uh, it is served in what looks like an IV bag. Uh, it is very thick. Yeah. Um, uh, so what is, what are they doing for the moon? <laughs> or is it, or does it have um, something to do with the moon? And it's just like a special commemorative can for the conclusion of this, this series. No, Ooh, no, what, that's what not the jam though. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe it's really tasteful and it's just like, um, no, like I was going to say, they do a minimalist version. I was going to say that they, um, release, the, they're releasing the the Lunar Mysteries collection, and everything inside is just clear liquid, and it could be any of the previous flavors, so you don't know what you're getting. Ah, okay. Or they have rocket fuel. Rocket fuel. Well, so the thing I was thinking... <laughs> just literal rocket fuel? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I was thinking... Yeah, it's a mystery flavor, and one of them, sometimes it's kerosene, but you don't know. And <laughs> <laughs> if you get kerosene, you win. <laughs> the, the idea I had was maybe it's just called uh, Raiderade Victory and then it's got the year, the current year, and they change some of the color on the can. So there's one for each Raiderade race. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's, and it's, a sham, it's a champagne energy drink. Oh, wait. What if they did it? What if they did uh, runs for different teams? So, like, each team has their own flavor. And you can quote unquote support your yeah. team by buying their flavor. Sure, yeah, okay. They have, they so have right around. There's three. There's the ethereal, ethereal's one. The ethereanuts? Can it be ethereanut flavor? No. They wouldn't have had enough time. Yeah, we haven't gotten that into mass production yet. Or just to uh, synthesize. It's art. It's all artificial. Well, so why don't why don't we do the other teams yeah. first, and then you guys can come up with yours? So mm. we've got. We've got TKS, TKS Sports Fuel. Mm. What this is called? Sport Fuel. Super Fuel. Yeah, I mean we can go Super Fuel. fuel. No, Sport Fuel's good. Uh, which I think probably ends up tasting like Chinese uh, Red Bull. It's a vitamin drink. It's a caffeinated vitamin drink. It's kind of like Gatorade. It's not. It's not effervescent, basically. Okay. Surely, true survivors. Uh, what would theirs be? Not the flavor, but the name. I think maybe theirs is an alcoholic variant, seeing as they party hard. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> True Survivors, uh, Last Stand Lemonade. Last Stand Lemonade. What is the alcohol portion of that? 
grain alcohol? Or are you talking like percentages? No, grain alcohol works. <laughs> it's grain alcohol. I'm thinking alcohol it's basically like, like a Mike's Hard Lemonade, but rebranded. Okay, cool. Maybe worse, though. So, so no, it's Lynchburg Lemonades in, in the I'm, can. I'm sure this means things. It's an alcoholic lemonade. <laughs> Uh, lemonade is basically whiskey and lemon juice, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> that sounds rough. <laughs> Those two flavors even go together? Uh, lemon. Oh, and triple sec. Oh, sour mix. Okay. So the little bit of lemon, Jack Daniels, triple sec, and sour mix. That's where you... Right. And what is the ethereal what? drink called uh, or consist of? Hmm. What is the Ethereal's drink? Uh, um, you, you guys are going to have an uh, have an opportunity to effectively. I'm going to borrow a wrestling term. Cut a promo before the beginning of the race. You know, something that you're saying to that's that's there to hype up your fans, but the implication is that you're sending a message to the other teams. Um. Uh, I mean, you could do final destination. Like, final destination, okay. <laughs> but with a drink pun. Hmm. Final drinks donation. No, I think it's. I think it's in the final. It's going to be like. Hmm. No. We've got. We've got a demon. Of- it's the Former final ghost. It's the final thing down. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> or what? What if we? What if we play to our strengths? Uh, the Ethereal's exploding base. Because we tend exploding to blow up bases. Ex- exploding base, almost implying that you use this as a mixer with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right, uh-huh. exploding base it is. What if it's what if the gimmick for this one is that it's like double carbonated? <laughs> so it's like it always it always if, if you bump it, it like the can will rupture. Oh no no no! A, it's a, it's a, a special suggest, a suggestion from the chat for a final destination with a drink pun at the beginning. Funnel destination. Mm. <laughs> I was thinking, what if the what if the ethereal one, the exploding base, is like a built-in slammer? So it comes with like one a small drink on top of the can, and it's designed uh-huh. that you have to slam it down and like shake it and then mix yep. it as it's like foaming all over the place. <laughs> yep, brilliant. Yeah, to pretty much open it, you have to like smash the shot into the drink. Yeah, exactly. I love it. And then chug it. Love it. I don't know why I'm writing this down like I'm ever going to have to refer to it again. (laughs) (laughs) I guess if I ever do a Raiderade, I guess I might reference these if I do another base Raiders campaign. Combined Slammer drink. Super fizzy. Refer to soft drinks or, or sodas as being fizzy in America. Yeah, yeah. You can. Sometimes we just call Probably them fizzy drinks. 
I don't quite know why we call them soft drinks. Uh, I guess because they're not. I guess it probably comes from them being not alcoholic. Yeah, they're <laughs> not hard drinks. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, and uh, depending on who wins, Raider Raid will like send a bunch of stickers to all the distributors, victory stickers to put on the winning team's cans mm. as they stack stack them onto shelves and whatnot. Uh, cool. Uh, so yes, uh, Sora is calling. She wants to do. Uh, an interview with you guys before the race, and you also get a message from Raider Aid Marketing uh, saying that they want you guys to do a bit of a promotional work before the race begins uh, with your exploding base uh, drink that they have released for you guys, uh, and they want you to try and hype up the race uh, and everything like that. Uh, and there's uh, there's kind of a direction at the bottom of the email that says we fully uh, uh, we totally love that you guys have formed close bonds with the other teams but this is a race and so try <laughs> make it good try to make that part of what you're doing uh, these next few days as you're out there on the moon this is costing a lot of money <laughs> Uh, is there anything telling us not to not to encourage uh, riots? No, that that that's good for them. Like you guys are already ostracized from America because base raiding is illegal, and you guys <laughs> televise your base raids and make promotional gear. <laughs> like, that's true. I don't even think you can buy Raider Raid in America anymore. I think you have to like buy it in Mexico. Damn. And have it smuggled across the border. You know what? Maybe 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 you can buy it in um, Native American territorial zones. <laughs> yeah. I go there for your tax free cigarettes and raid raid. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, so Sora is calling you. Cool. I, I, I'm the one who answers the phone. Is that, isn't that it? Yeah, I'm generally. That's how I answer the phone. Yuri, uh, I was wondering... It, it's Sora. I was wondering if you'd like to do an interview with me. Um, in particular, I'd like to talk to Amriel about her alleged illegal entry into the United States recently. Uh, obviously, I want to talk to you guys about the race and everything you're doing there and what you're planning for the off-season. Um, but uh, I definitely just want to telegraph loud and clear that I'm going to be asking about uh, Amriel's recent alleged activities in the United States. <laughs> I hold my hand to the phone. Amriel, do you care about talking about doing illegal stuff? Uh, no, not at all. Oh, oh, oh good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that'd be fine for us. Uh, wonderful. Well, uh, if you guys have Skype up there, I guess we can just do a Skype interview. Um, sure. <laughs> I hold my phone to the hand to the phone. Greg, do do we have Skype? Uh, we have Wi-Fi. Okay. Yeah. You guys, have, you guys have a laptop. I'm pretty sure. Surely you. Surely you have an emergency laptop. I feel like we talked about. Oh no, that's so. right. We were talking about the ship, the spaceship being Bluetooth controlled. 
Yes, indeed. Well, yeah. So you have an iPad. Well, so. have an iPad. Yeah. Yeah. You have a webcam. Don't hit any buttons because this does control the spaceship too. Just turn that app off. Then the ship would crash. Would it? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't tried it. It's in a stable orbit okay. at the top okay. of the moon. You did land oh, okay. and gather right. supplies and shit because you wanted to ref. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Okay. But you took off again. Right. All right. So as long as we're in a stable orbit, we should be good for yeah. the, yeah, the length of right. time it takes to do an interview. Yeah, surely yeah. you don't okay. need to tweak controls. Of- yeah, you should be fine. It's and if I do, I'll just hang up on her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so where are you guys going to do this Skype interview? Where on the ship? Uh, where's the coolest looking part? Well, I guess I'd be able to answer that. Um, yeah, it's your ship. What if we do it in front of the, the gravity reactor? Because it's got like all the Tesla coil or electricity arcing in the background and everything. It's pretty cool. <sighs> Are we going to be shouting over, like, electricity arcs the whole time, though? I think you might. Maybe? Okay. So like, we'll, we'll be trying to speak, and I'll just be like... <laughs> I mean, considering that a phone getting a text message near a microphone makes the microphone go weird, I can't imagine what it's like to be basically inside a Tesla coil. I would assume you'd get some distortion. Regardless of the thunderous cracks. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't want to do it on the bridge because that's where all our secrets are. Well, you've got your observation uh, window. Oh, yeah, the observation room. Yeah, you can like, tilt it up so you can see all the stars. What is that thing called in the International Space Station? I think it's just called the Coppola or something like that. International Space Station. Let's see. Yeah, the cupola. There we go. You found that quickly. I Googled International Space Station Observation Room, and it was the first thing that came up. Oh, there you go. Thanks, Wikipedia. Uh, Fantastic. All right, so you guys are going to have it there? You know what? Uh, we we yeah. get the we get the marketing woman from Raiderade to hold the iPad. Uh, funny funny note from the chat. Introduce the Raiderade employee as a temporary member of the team. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to doom the poor woman. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, gonna- fourth members of our team are like our uh, Spinal Tap drummers. <laughs> uh. They're uh, they're your Welshie, uh, your Kenny, your <laughs> who else dies that isn't just called a Richard? Your other members of the Beatles. <laughs> uh, okay, brilliant. Uh, so you guys are up in the observation deck, and the woman's like, "So you just want me to hold this?" Yeah, you know, um, make sure, make sure you that make it's... a stand or something. You, your friend is literally a molecular printer. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you busy with something else? Well, actually, no, I'm not. 
So there we go. Oh. We just made a stand. Did you pull up? Answered your own question. She stands there. Uh, she stands there passive aggressively, as much as Besides, we're all, we're all wearing Raiderade logos. We're marketing. <laughs> yeah, as much as a woman holding an iPad can stand passive aggressively on, on in zero G, she does. I could take away your butt Velcro. Well, she's standing, so that would help. Her foot's probably through like a little loop. Just saying. Well, no, they'd have. They'd, she would be able to stand. We're on the moon. Well, no, we're, we haven't landed. We're in, we're in, in orbit. orbit. Oh, right. No, we're in orbit. Yeah. So that you Wait, guys then we could just... Couldn't we just let the iPad float? In theory, but um, it, you won't be able to get it to float uh, motionlessly. It'd be yeah. super difficult to do. Right. To the point of, do you have the aspect gravity manipulation? <laughs> It turns out this is a radio interview. Nice. <laughs> we could just ask her to hold it. So there we go. Dude. Yeah. So you you get the little Skype call. Boop 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 boop. boop. It says it's from Sora. I can't imagine we have that many Skype contacts. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sora the reporter. <laughs> Could you uh, could you press the button and answer that for us? <sighs> she presses the answer button. <laughs> oh, hi guys! How are you doing? Oh, we're good. doing really well. We're, we're doing good. great. Yeah, excellent. We'll, we'll we'll start the interview in a moment. I just wanted to get everything sorted, make sure we have a stable connection. I'm surprised at how. How strong a signal we're getting. Oh, I installed very strong Wi-Fi on the ship. Great. I believe Greg also <laughs> at the end of last run said he was going to put up a communication satellite. Yeah, that's it. We're, we're actually... Yeah, uh, like, just installing good Wi-Fi is like accounts for the fact that we have internet in space. <laughs> <laughs> it this is all the way back. Router, there's a router sitting on the shelf it. next to the iPad that runs the ship. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you just put a pirate box floating out there <laughs> with a solar, with like a shitty solar panel, yeah. like you get like on a calculator <laughs> strapped to the side, <laughs> or just like do, like it zooms out and there's like the modem and it like looks at the Ethernet cable and then the camera just like follows the Ethernet cable back to Earth. You've <laughs> <laughs> just tethered your spaceship with a b- <laughs> trillion miles of Ether cable. <laughs> That's the boosters along the way. Can it still be like a fucking ten second delay at least? Surely. Yeah, we're actually stealing internet from an apartment complex in Dayton, Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) We're rerouting all our Skype calls through Dayton, Ohio. Some guy in his apartment just sees a wire. What the heck? It just runs out his window and up into the sky. (laughs) Hey, Sarah. Did you put in a new Ethernet cable? <laughs> what? <laughs> think our neighbors might be stealing our Wi-Fi. <laughs> <sighs> All right, brilliant. Uh, okay, so uh, I thought we'd start off with some questions about uh, 
how you felt the race has gone so far and how you've been prepping for this last leg throughout uh, this series. Uh, and, and then we'll roll into some questions about uh, that should need lead nicely into some questions about your activities in the last few weeks and then i can ask emriel about the alleged illegal uh entry into the united states the violation of u.s airspace um the ch supposed charges of uh conspiracy to incite domestic terrorism and so on. Uh, you guys comfortable with that? The charges would be suppositions. The charges would be real. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Um, all right. So we'll just get things started. Uh, how the fuck would this interview start? What would be her fucking sign on? Uh, is she doing it live? Yes. Oh. Actually, she, she probably, probably isn't doing it live. No, she, she probably wouldn't be. She'd probably she'd probably record it, edit it, package it, and then do an on-air uh, intro. Yeah, so she doesn't need to do an intro. She can do one later in the studio. Yeah. She'd be like, I was, I, you know, sat down on Skype with Ethereal's member, blah, 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 blah. Roll the tape. Say, I'm, I'm not even a journalist and I wouldn't interview us live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm here with the Ethereals. Um, you guys have had an amazingly good year, all things considered. Uh, one of the best runs uh, in the Raider 8 Race to the Base Adventure Race International Series history. Um, short as it may be. Uh, you have won. You have won every race that had a single winner, and even in the new uh, switch-up variety, the lock-in race that Raiderade ran last month, uh, you came out on top in that as well compared to the other teams, especially compared to the Valkyries. Uh, do you have any thoughts on maybe why you've been more successful than the other teams, despite them having more experience? Beginner's luck. Also, we run we run a a lean operation. We are smooth no excess operators. baggage. Smooth operators. No, we also have a fart from space to make us whatever we need whenever we need it. Hello. Yes, I feel like uh, that might do to fix that loophole in the rules next year. <laughs> many, oh, I hope not. Many commentators have have uh, have talked uh, and had discussions, lengthy discussions about uh, Greg uh, as piece of piece of equipment and 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 also team member. Uh, you really, you're the only kind of person like you that has ever been on the. Raider Raid circuit. Um, even mages that have uh, taken part in past years uh, haven't been able to produce nearly the same kind of results that you have, regardless of whether they're using summoning spells or not. Do you feel, Greg, that your unique uh, spatial advantages uh, give you an unfair lead over the competition? 
Oh, I don't know if it would be an, an unfair lead. It, it's balanced out. Uh, for example, you humans enjoy the benefit of being able to touch things. But you, that has you, come in quite handy for many teams, I, I would imagine. Well, you've recently circumvented that limitation of yourself uh, with the addition of your little hard light projector. Well, that is true, but my ability to touch things is dependent upon having that hard light projector. Would it to be removed, I would simply be a cloud of gas. Fair enough. Do there, there are many differences between our species. Fair enough. What do you what do you think about uh, suggestions uh, that there should be similar restrictions placed on people like Greg, similar to those restrictions based on teleporting and flying? And that's that's addressed to the whole team. Hmm. I don't know. It's for the it's for the wigs to figure out. Mm. Fair enough. I mean, in a in a race between where the where the entire point is to acquire as much power beyond the normal limits of humanity as you possibly can, I mean, I, I suppose there should be some mechanism uh, limiting that. But you know, that, that's that's anti individual. I feel. Perhaps yes. they should. Oh. Perhaps I'm they really? should consider different tiers of racing. Oh, God. <laughs> sort of like power tiers. Yeah, maybe we could separate them out into mundane. Oh, God. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the only trouble would be to figure out how, what happens when they have to interact. <laughs> maybe one side has a gross disadvantage. How do you determine how people of different power tiers interact? <laughs> With dice. Yes, uh. Amriel, you mentioned individuality. You've recently become somewhat... Uh, you've recently had a second burst uh, of popularity amongst uh, teenagers and, and youthful members of society uh, because of your speaking out against the suppression of individuality. There have even been claims that you illegally entered the United States in order to do private uh, demonstrations uh, with certain student groups. How would you respond to these claims? Um, well, I'm, I'm not going to deny that uh, I... Mm, I'm not I'm not going to deny anything. Amriel is going to stop referring to herself in the third person first of all. Uh, <laughs> I feel I feel like um the the power structures on earth are seeking to perpetuate themselves and people are getting ground to dust under their boot heels. And a lot of those people, if they were given the opportunity, could, in fact, become great, do something great, do great things. Uh, who, who am I to say whether it's great good or great evil? I, I think the uh, important part is the potential there and not stifling that potential. 
Is that why you allegedly started a riot in Miami? And allegedly handed out boost patches to uh, young American teenagers? I don't like to think of it as a riot. I prefer to think of it as the first phase of a an open rebellion, perhaps. And a little rebellion is healthy. You know, one of the founders of the, of the American state said that. Well, you seem to have uh, some eloquent words about uh, to share on this topic. Um, do your teammates support this action, Yuri? Greg, how do you guys feel about Amriel? Uh, supporting this insurgency in the United States. Mm, Amriel can do her own thing, in my mind. I mean... Yes, honestly, I wasn't paying too much attention to it. I was building a spaceship. Of course. Yeah, I saw her on the news, but, uh... You know, we've been, we've been busy. Being busy. We can't be... Can't have too much time to follow current events in uh, Alana work. Have so, you, uh, so you guys have been working very hard on preparing for this race then? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I had to get this spaceship functioning. With Quite. the help of TKS, of course. Yeah, you seem to be working a lot with the other teams. Do you think that that's going to make this last race difficult for you? Mm. The previous races haven't been any more difficult. And I feel like without the Valkyries here, then it'll be business as usual. I mean, that's not to say that we're not going to, I mean, we're not going to take it easy on them. If anything, they're going to push harder against us because they're on good terms with us and want to try and make a good effort of it. But whoever wins or loses, I don't think there will be any hard feelings. Do you guys have uh, plans for what you're going to be doing in the off-season? Whether you'll be returning next year to take pay, take uh, part in the next Raider 8 series? Uh, I feel like we look to Greg. Um. <laughs> oh, well, um, it depends on the modifications I can make to my spaceship. If I feel that it is ready to destroy the Z-Cloth fleet and free my people from their oppression... I'll probably leave this planet. Otherwise, I might stick around for another season to gather more materials. Do you guys have any plans on where to spend the off-season if you do not head home or accompany Greg home? Well, we like to kick back and relax in scenic New Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> And then Amria like pulls up a. Well, the ethereal nuts are always fresh. <laughs> right, <laughs> pulls up a, a tourist photo and uh, goes into goes into a spiel about how how scenic and uh, and uh, calming it is to watch the watch the Pacific and uh, you know tan on the beach and all the normal. The tourist As, the tourist organization of like of New Georgia isn't even a sponsor of ours. Yeah, indeed. You just really like it. Just advocated as a destination. 
When you guys You're talking uh, about how great it is to sit on the jagged lava rocks on the beach, soak <laughs> up the sun. When you guys are done talking about that, or, uh, Sora goes, Well, uh, do you guys have any last... Uh, what is the word I want to go... Any last... Any, anything you want to say uh, to your fans uh, before we wrap up this interview? Drink Rotorade. Pull one out. <laughs> eh. Eh. Slam it. You, is it a Raider? Is it a... Uh, is it a... What is um, this fucking thing called? Explosion base or whatever? Is it an exploding, exploding base? base? Yes. Right. <laughs> so I slam it down and it like sprays everywhere. <laughs> I, I would just so say... Good. Try not to erect so many walls around you, around yourself, or others. Profound, Greg. Uh, you know, he means it literally. <laughs> yes, there are too many walls on this planet. Right. Uh, Sora, thanks you guys for the interview. Uh, and just as she's ending the Skype call and thanking you guys for your time, you get a message, Greg, an email from Raiderade. Oh, okay. Uh, it says Doesn't we have mean? sent you, we have sent you a package. Uh, you will need to bring it inside. <laughs> it's signed, uh, Scout Team One. You yeah, okay. just reply. We already have her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to. I know our ship has super science sensors. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to deploy those to figure out where this package is. You see something the size of a keg of beer uh, floating uh, maybe a kilometer from your uh, ship. Your science scanners detect that it's packed full of electronics. Mm. Uh, Could I pilot the ship and just like open the cargo bay and scoop it up? Hopefully, yeah, go for it. Hopefully, hopefully the garage is everything's bolted down in there. Yeah, I think we well, like manually I mean, we depressurize it, it first. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, so I have pilot at two now. plus GRG. Make me that pilot roll. All right, this is my first pilot roll, actually. Uh, plus one. Yeah, you scoop it in, and you guys go and open the container. There's a um, like a large uh, twenty-four pack of uh, your limited edition exploding base uh, in there, uh, as well as um, dozens of uh, little grapefruit-sized metal spheres fly out. Uh, the floating, levitating uh, quantum entangled recording units that Raider Aid uses to record the races. Uh, and they swarm about you. Um, you get a text message from one of them. You all get this text message. From the spheres? Yes, it just says uh, recording unit 0612. Uh, as the as the uh, uh, sender, the caller ID, uh, and the oh, text okay. message reads: 
Um, we will begin recording. Uh, we'll begin pro recording promotional uh, piece in five minutes. Can I like text them back? You can probably just talk to them. Okay, uh, Greg just said, please do not uh, go down to the engine room, though. That is proprietary technology that TKS is looking to benefit from. You get a text message. We will follow you wherever you go, as per usual. I whispered to Greg, right. I didn't realize these things had some kind of intelligence. Neither so did like, I. <laughs> we just sort of like look around at 12 of them, just like hovering, looking at us. Yeah. It makes it a lot creepier. One, One of them seems to be doing a panning shot of the garage. One of them watched me deionize once. Just <laughs> <laughs> Greg standing behind a bush, and then we hear a zipping <laughs> sound. There's lightning discharges from him. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so um, much like the bit where you guys described the trip through France when you were getting ready for the Paris race and you did that um, long touring bike drive down to um, Nice or whatever, oh, yes. uh, where you guys have narrative control of what this ad thing looks like as you hype up your fans and presumably diss the other teams or whatever. Uh, you'll also want to. You'll also want to promote your exploding base drink. Uh, but I, I rest control of this scene unto you. Position the cameras as you need. Um, I feel like um, we could do one of those classic zero G slow mo like uh, numbers. With I was a, thinking, a bit of, yeah, we could also Mozart or whatever. Show off how explosive our drink is by slamming it and using it to propel ourselves through the zero G yeah. mold of the ship. Nice, nice. Uh, so we'll do like a choreographed dance number where we like start on opposite ends of the frame and slam the thing and then crisscross in a in a corkscrew. <laughs> yeah, like and it leaves like a trail of radarade in the and floating and glistening in the air. Yeah, you guys knew you'd be doing something like this soon, so you've been preparing it in your off time. There's lots of tarps. <laughs> Just like on the beat. Yep. Yep. Yeah. To the blue Danube. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Uh, and you can do multiple ads if you need to. We also get a, a nice like slow motion shot of the, the stream of Raiderade going all over the intern's face. <laughs> she's not an intern. She's just a marketing member. She's our she's our intern now. Yeah, she's training her like a fucking intern. She like has a salary. Not well, you know what? Right now we're treating her. She's a stowaway, so she's lucky. I haven't asked her to leave. <laughs> yeah, indeed. There's the door, Missy. If you don't like it, <laughs> yeah. Um. Maybe we, maybe we do. Oh no! Maybe another ad, or it may just be like the opening shot where it's just like, um, <laughs> like a, a just like a wide shot of space, and then just like slowly from one side of the screen, one of us just like comes in, like using one of the cans as a rocket, just like. <laughs> <laughs> 
in space, no one can hear how much you enjoy Raider Aid. That's our ad. Brilliant. Okay. Um, not a, you know, it's a good ad. Raider Aid everywhere. It sells the drink. <laughs> it doesn't so much hype up the fans, but it's a good drink. It's a good drink ad. Uh, brilliant. So you get the, you've got the 10 minute warning that uh, it's time to get into position. Uh, Raider Aid sends you some coordinates for where they want you to land. It says, uh, it's from the marketing uh, and legal team. It says, uh, please hover a kilometer above this position until you get the 60 minute warning, uh, the 60 second warning. When you get the 60 second warning, you are cleared to descend. Uh, you will be landing uh, 10 meters behind the teleportal pad. You should be able to see it on the uh, on the ground. We do not want you to go more than uh, within 10 meters of it, uh, unless you damage the pad, the vehicle yourselves, or the arriving team. Now we can't just fly to the base. Uh, the implication is that you can't. Mm. You're meant to travel in your base raiding vehicle. Uh, however, you could have the station follow you, your spaceship follow you to the base, I suppose. It is Bluetooth controlled. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so I will, uh, Greg will pilot it over to where, wherever it is we're supposed to go. Cool. So it doesn't take you too long to get into position and you're, you know, any last minute checks to the car or anything like that? Standard Are you sure we're not all going to be depressurized, Yuri? Sure. Sure as I can be. Oh. <laughs> That's so confident. Quick, Yuri, do your best into, uh, impression of Greg and tell him you didn't. Uh, you didn't tell me you had to worry about pressurization. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we want to not depressurize. Well, we all have spacesuits, but generally it is better to not be exploded all over the surface of a satellite. Mm -hmm. Oh, you won't explode. Greg definitely won't. <laughs> Actually, Greg is more likely to explode than the rest of you, because Greg yeah. will just subsume into space. Yeah. yeah. They'll just drift slowly apart. That would be like terrible. A slow explosion. Right. Uh, Brent. So the uh, the your you get a flash flash message on your phone. Two minutes until go, which means a minute till the sixty second uh, launch timer. You do see a large sort of silver dice down on the surface um, when you look through the cameras on the ship. Um, it seems to have almost like a chain link fence around it, like on the dais, made out of like gold though. <clears throat> and more hexagon shaped. Hmm. Hmm. 
you load up into the car, presumably. Yeah. Yep. Um, Amriel puts on her spacesuit, tucks her wings in. Into your wing sleeves. You need to right. get Amri- You need to get Yuri to help you. <laughs> <laughs> Such squeaky chairs all round. Uh, the sound of the car settling. Uh, Brent, you, you're in. Uh, Yuri, does the car do anything when you seal it up for space travel? Does it make a cool mm. noise or anything? Um, I feel like maybe we've like fitted a, like it, it's sealed up and then there's like a um, turn handle like vault door on the roof that we have to get in through. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the rest of the body is virtually yeah like seamless. Um, You've just welded up the doors. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, and yeah, like the whole thing's like, yeah, sealed tight. Um, and it looks, I think it probably looks a bit sleeker. It's kind of like a, um, you know, like a sort of single piece, like rally race body kit kind of thing. And then and it's, it's got- just like a big smooth exterior. And it's got those big digger legs that end in wheels. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and maybe a bit of... Uh, it's probably got a bit of weight ballast and a, a bunch, a few, like, oxygen tanks strapped to feed the engine. Cool. <laughs> right, yeah, because it's still fucking... <laughs> combustion engine. <laughs> it's still a fucking combustion engine. <laughs> uh. Yeah, we just feed it pure oxygen now. Yeah. Yeah. This will be a great. It's a hydrogen fuel cell. Uh, brilliant. All right. Um, as we leave, the the ramp like closes up behind us, and Greg goes, "Oh, he turns well, and leaving. points his." You're not leaving just yet. The counter starts on the dashboard, so you have sixty okay, seconds. Presumably, you descend the spaceship. Yeah. Uh, you get a. You get a. You hear. Raider Aid uh, announcer on the honey call. All right, we've got an interesting start headed uh, ready for you. Raider heads now. We've got our team starting in two separate locations that will soon become one. We have the Ethereals up on the moon beginning their descent now to the lunar surface. And down here in Barbados, we have a. a no, it was Cuba, wasn't it? It's the capital of Cuba. Havana? Havana, yeah. And right here in central Havana, we have our uh, wonderful uh, TKS and True Survivors waiting on the transit pad. We have 30 seconds until transition. And then you hear lightning. And and uh, on the cameras on your spaceship, you see the gold hexagon chain fence surrounding the pad light up with this purple and yellow streaky lightning kind of rippling around this mesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, As our like spaceship like hovers directly above it with like lightning arcing off it. Well, 10 meters to the side of it, but yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a big spaceship. Uh, it's a big spaceship. <laughs> uh, the little counter ticks down on your dashboard. Uh, Raider, ra- ra- Raider, uh, Raid Racers, start your engines. 
Uh, and then we just get like a double cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cameras cut. cut you. There, there's there's like, a cut of everyone in Havana revving up their engines to a roar and us in our depressurized bay. Like Yuri turns the key and it's just completely silent. <laughs> and then I'm like, open the gate, Greg. Yeah, and then like the, the, the cargo bay gate is just like, eeeeep. <laughs> Uh, you guys touch down into the dust um, just as the door opens. The counter ticks down. Five, four, three, two, one. I assume you launch out of that bay. What I definitely want to yep. do is launch out of that bay as the the cargo door is still opening. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so you get, you get sweet-ass air as the counter ticks down. Uh, you see uh, three, we two, it so we hit the ground of the moon. Just yep. as just as that counter hits one, and you see like a typhoon, uh, not a typhoon, a tornado of lightning ignite next to you on that pad uh, for like a brief second, and you can't hear anything, but you just see flashes of light, and then there's two cars there, and then uh, well, two cars. So. <laughs> difficult term. One of them looks like a speedboat uh, with six wheels on uh, legs similar to yours, Yuri, extending down out of it. And the <laughs> other thing looks like somebody bought a tank, cut the turret off of it, and then welded shit tons of oxygen tanks and cameras and all sorts of other shit to the top of it. <laughs> Uh, the sleek ass boat car thing uh, has uh, TKS's uh, slogans and everything and, and logos slammed all over it, and then the other tank monstrosity just has in spray paint "True Survivors" in like Kung Fury red. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as they both trundle to life. Uh, one of them manages to keep pace with you. The tank slowly lumbers off uh, <laughs> the podium. Uh, and it is building up speed, but it does not accelerate nearly close to what you two are. Uh, as you rip across that grey lunar sand, well, desert. Uh, what happens to the spaceship? Uh, so Greg turns around and points at it, and the the um, the landing bay retracts, and then the spaceship lifts up and starts following behind. Greg, as you look back and the doors start closing, you see something stirring in the cargo bay, um, but you just kind of miss it as the doors close and the ship lifts off. <laughs> you, I think, in that moment, Greg's like, uh, and then like looks to Yuri, and Yuri like gives <laughs> in a. I, I say this, you know, as a person inside a bio suit, inside of a space suit, <laughs> winks at you, Greg. You see the weird. <laughs> so the eyelids of the exo suit, the bio armor inside, wink, but they wink sideways, <laughs> like the dude from Men in Black. Wait, did you leave something in the ship? Wink. Yuri just winks at you. 
Okay. It's all good, Greg. I got well, you. as long as it doesn't get blown up. Uh, so you guys have a rough idea of where to go. You saw where that big-ass field of stuff was. You're pretty far away, um, and it is uh, incredibly cold outside. Um, you see TKS uh, shouting off. You don't have... Weirdly, they haven't given you those arrow things pointing you in different directions. Um, you do see kind of a path between craters laid out towards you. Like, it just... That seems to be the easiest way to go. There's these two big canyon uh, craters uh, out in front of you, and there's a nice, big, wide uh, space between the two uh, that seems to twist like a river through more uh, of the craters, well, through the gaps between craters. Uh, and TKS just shoot for it. Uh, well, we would have a we'd have a pretty good idea where to go because we were there. It's like we would been able yeah, to map indeed. either way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we make a beeline. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to try and jump over craters, or will you take this path between craters? Uh, we'll follow mm. this path. All right. Great. Well, mm, do we there? It's up to you, Yuri. Yeah. What I was gonna say was, I think that it might behoove us to uh, do do some stunts to put some distance between us and the other two teams because if I were them I would assume that uh, we've had time to scout out the terrain and we know exactly where to go so yep. we might want to ditch them uh, yeah in which case yeah like we get this um, shot of like TKS like weaves through these craters and then like the Datsun just like roars over the, behind them and then just like drops into a crater you get that sort of like deafening silent moment where it's like disappears out of view and then just like soars over the other side of the crater yeah just as you sort of shoot up the far side of the crater you can uh you guys see the huge like clouds of dust that you're actually would you kick up dust i think you yeah. would because your wheels yeah. would your yeah. wheels would scoop Oop, i just knocked my fan off the the table next to me knock it off <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think your wheels would churn up the regolith uh, and spit out yeah. clouds behind you and they take for they'd circle the mood and take forever to settle <laughs> um it's gonna fuck up the paint yuri <laughs> uh you just as you're uh, as you're about to drop down into the crater you see the uh tank emerge from the cloud uh, and like uh, a a hatch on top of it opens and you see a space-suited figure slide out with what kind of looks like an anti-material rifle but with a wider barrel. Um, it may be like a World War II anti-tank gun or something. Uh, and they seem to be like uh, unfolding it as you drop down into the crater, and then just as you come up the other side, you hear something smack against the roof of the car uh, as you come sailing down that far side of the canyon after uh, of the crater after jumping uh, jumping over the rim again. Uh, 
So Super someone's on the roof of our car or something. Uh, something might have hit the car. They were pretty far away from you. Like it's unlikely that they jumped to the car because they would have land. If they were going to do that, they would have. They would have wanted to do it before you crossed the crater. Yeah, gentlemen, I think we may have just been tagged. Hmm. I don't suppose this could turn into a convertible, Yuri. <laughs> I don't suppose you care about being depressurized, Greg. Well, we have we're all wearing spacesuits. Well, uh, I just I, mm, there's a there's a hatch right there. Wait a minute. Um, there's a hatch in the roof. Could I? I'm 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 connected to the to the ship. Mm-hmm. So can I use the super science instruments on the ship to see what's on the roof of our car? Yeah, you see like um, a jelly kind of clock similar to like the if you've seen the dark knight there's a scene where batman like shoots these sticky grenades that are like gel balls with clocks in them it's kind of like that Mm -hmm. there's like this gel ball splatter on the roof of the Mm -hmm. car and then you can see that there's some kind of electronic device in in the gel um, and you can see, like, the paint of the roof of the car around the thing has, like, l- kind of peeled away. Uh, and it appears that, like, the gel has formed some kind of chemical reaction between yep. the car roof and itself to adhere itself to it. It's probably done a cold weld. Well, uh, yeah. Which is one of my favorite science things that happens in space. Greg, uh, I there's there's definitely something on the roof. Um, so, other question. Mm-hmm. Um, the spaceship has weapons. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah, precise us, could they be? <laughs> I'm not asking you. I'm asking the GM. How precise could they be? They're not super precise. You didn't spend heaps of time. Do they have the tag <laughs> precise? No. Don't they no, have the tag? Don't you have like the tag deadly or something? Uh, they have the tag deadly three. Yeah. They're oh, not precise. Very deadly. Deadly. <laughs> but not accurate to within half a foot. Greg. Yeah, Greg considers it silently for a second, then dismisses the idea. Um, no, no, it took the whole car. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Greg's like, yeah. well, would you remove the thing? What solved that problem? I thought you were going to, like, attack the other teams. <laughs> no, well, we're not allowed to do that, right? You're not well, allowed, allowed to, to kill them. Ki- you are not allowed to knowingly kill a member of another team. Although you are allowed we to knowingly kill a member of your own team. Are we ahead of them? Yeah. The other teams? They're not even okay. directly following you from what you can see. Um, although it does look like um, the true survivors in their space tank are sticking to the side of the kind of river through the craters that right. you guys have just peeled off from, whereas TKS doesn't give a shit and they're just cutting that line down this thing. They seem to be like, oh yeah, there's a nice big open space. Let's drive that way. Okay. Um, instead, since 
true survivors are kind of following the path, I would like to use the weapons on the ship to gouge out a chunk of the moon like 10 feet in front of them so they drive into it. All right, so what are the weapons on your spaceship? What are they? I don't know exactly. There are rail gun cannons. I wrote that down. Um, there's also some sort of energy weapon that probably uh, read. Well, you know what? Everything's anti-grav, so there's probably also some sort of uh, gravity weapon. The blasters in Star Wars are essentially gravity guns. In Star Wars? Yeah, they oh, tear yeah. shit apart. Blasters are like gravity bolts, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, it That's shoots... That's why they're bolts. called blasters, because they blast holes in things. They are contained force. Yeah. Force, um, lower F, lowercase F, not yeah. force, capital F. Yeah, so there's some sort of gravity blaster that can just gouge a hole through... A ch- just, you know, gouge a hole in the moon. All right, so what does it look like when a gravity blaster fires? Uh, there's a charge, like it charges up for a second, and then there is a blast of, uh, like, static electricity. Mm-hmm. I would imagine everything in the area where the bolt passes gets insanely warped because of, like, gravitational lensing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it looks like light curves around itself as it just blows a chunk out of the moon and then dissipates. Singularity cannons. I'm all about it. Yeah. So it's just a big fucking uh, weird cracky crater opens in front of them and their thing uh, they look uh, you're watching on the sensors and they look like they're about to fly into it and then you see like a bunch of red hot thrusters ignite on the side of the tank and they go sailing up into the air and then you see thrusters on one side fire and they start to like rotate and then they fire the thrusters again and now they're shooting sideways through the air uh, in the direction of where you guys are driving well the true survivors can fly Uh, and then the thrusters cut uh, as they seem to be waiting to drift down to the surface as they fly a brick. Well, you still fall on the moon. Yeah, indeed. They will fall back down. Land, it's the same. It's basically the same as if you fell from half that distance on Earth. Yeah, indeed. They'll have, so, to, find the, they'll have to do like a retro thrusters thing. Yeah, I was going to say, they just dropped a tank, which is probably not the best. Yeah. I'm sure they know what they're doing, right? They're all military personnel. Well, it seems that everyone knows where the base is. Well, Uh, everyone knows where we are. Yeah. It's more accurate. Well, I don't... We can't really open the car to get rid of... I I tell them about the, the bonded thing on the roof. Yeah, we I don't can't see really why this can't be window. just a. We haven't had a good straight up and down race yet, really. Well, that's right. on you, driver. Uh, this would be a great opportunity to like shit talk the other teams, uh, even playfully, you know, anything like that. This is an, an RP opportunity worth mentioning. 
Mm-hmm. Do we still have like that open radio channel? Yes, yeah. indeed. Radio works on the moon. You probably even get further ranges, actually. Mm, the curve would probably be the horizon is closer. Well, there's something to do with. I know that the radio waves can be bounced off the ionosphere mm. to get like extra distance. But let's yeah. just assume you'll be fine. <laughs> Because the moon wouldn't have an ionosphere, is what I'm talking about. But I don't think like normal radio communication even worries about that. No, that's why AM radio carries so far. Yeah, and it's also it's also like why people with ham radios in New York can talk to people in Sydney, depending on what is happening with the ionosphere on a specific day. You guys have seen Frequency, right? Where. Where Jesus Christ talks to Dennis Quaid. Little cheese. Anyway. It's a great movie. I haven't (laughs) seen it in a long time. They made a a TV show about it. Now it's on Netflix. Anyway. What are you guys doing? You're sailing across the moon in your car. There's a tank brick rocket hurtling towards roughly where you're going and TKS is doing something. Hmm. Well, Greg's not very good at shit talking. Emriel, you used to be a demon. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Hmm. Amriel gets on the radio and uh, God, I, I don't really have I don't really have any good lines handy right now. Um, she says she says you could make some comment about how uh, the true survivors can't find the base on their own, so they have to follow you. I was gonna I was gonna say, um, wow, true survivors. Uh, like seems like you know who did all the ho- who did all their homework before class today. <laughs> to to be uh, you hear uh, Julio come back. To be honest, Emriel, I was never really one for homework, but I am really really good at cheating. And then you see uh, out of the side windows this brick just smashed down into the regolith. This massive tank, uh, and it just start, starts churning up the regolith as it rips across the surface. Um, so now that they've landed, I'm going to do it again. Okay. Greg's going to go out on a limb and say that maybe they burned their fuel uh, and try to basically just pull the same trick again. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Uh, uh, make, so me, my, make me an attack roll. Yeah, my sentient cloud skill has... I guess it would be shoot. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Uh, the roll cancels out, so that is plus four. Plus four. Uh, you yeah. are... So, two options. You can do the exact same thing again, or they're passing close to a crater. You could shoot the crater wall and try and eject rock at them. 
Hmm. What's the team think? Hmm. I think just obstruct them. Shooting rock seems. Okay. Worse. Yeah, I'll go with the. I think I'll like with the, uh, yeah, essentially like running interference on them slash like. Even if you like did small fire and just like tore up the ground directly ahead of them to like cast dust and stuff. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so I'm gonna go with the we crater wall. To fuck with them. Yeah. So you're gonna shoot at the crater wall. Yeah. Okay. That will eject rock at them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you shoot the crater wall and it, uh, it explodes and you see like this whole crater kind of crack and rip apart uh, across like a quarter of its rim uh, and rock like explode in all directions and crumble and you see TKS like trying to do zigzag maneuvers with their tank, not... True exactly. survivors. Yes, the true survivors, sorry. Mm-hmm. True survivors trying to do zigzag maneuvers with their tank. Not exactly known for being super maneuverable vehicles. Yeah. Um, I mean, they can turn. They can do some really tight turns. But it's more... It's not normally tight turns while also going forward. <laughs> On the moon. <laughs> On the moon. Uh, so you see, like, rocks slamming into the tops of them. Uh, and then they uh, seem to just... Uh, after a f- few seconds of trying to swerve through the rocks, you see them just like uh, hook uh, to the left and sort of turn into uh, turn away from the crater. They're just going to draw drive on a straight line away from the crater, which would be tangential to their original course. Uh, so it, you have succeeded in cutting them off for some time. Mm-hmm. Keep probably bought yourself a, a f- yeah. Probably bought a few minutes. <clears throat> um, is there any sign of TKS? Uh, you can't see them from the car, but maybe mm-hmm. Greg can. Uh, Greg's gonna take a look at the spaceship through the spaceship. Mm-hmm. Make Super me a <laughs> make me some kind of make me an investigation. Investigation's a thing, right? Um, yeah. Examine. Examine. Alertness. It's not alertness because you ha- you while tracking the true survivors, you lost sight of where TKS mm. is. So you have to try and work out where they are. Yeah, I think yep. it would be examined. I don't know if there's investigation. Yeah, examine works. Oh, no, there is investigation. But can I use examine? Sure. Yes. If you're looking at like the tracks um, in the regolith as opposed to... Plus four. Plus four. Uh, yes, you do manage to find them. They have drastically changed their course, and they are now jumping over craters too. In, are they heading toward the? In your direction. Although they look like they, sh- it looks like they went straight down this path for a while and then turned. You're not quite sure why they made that choice. They're running parallel to you now, or they will be mm-hmm. soon if they start picking up speed. They'll be running parallel to you, but about like. 10 kilometers, well, not even 10 kilometers, like three kilometers um, to your west. Whatever. Mm. To your relative right. Should actually be east if we're going relative east, relative west, but whatever. They're farther away. Uh, their vehicle mm. does seem to be faster than yours, um, not by heaps, but by some. 
by a bit. Um, Ryan, were you going to say something earlier? Is that going to go? No, no, I, I was going to say um, as the uh, true survivors pull out of the crater and, and veer off, uh, Amriel gets on the radio and she says, uh, you keep trying to copy over our shoulders, Julio, and I'm going to tell teacher. <laughs> See, that's good smack talk. <laughs> that makes good television. <laughs> Yuri, how's this um, going? Just good. We're careening over through craters. Just a, this is I'm in my in my element insofar as driving over a rocky desert. Mm. Um, but Did you notice the tires are kind of slipping more than you'd like? You're doing mm-hmm. a bit more drifting. Um, it is not like sand. It is like it's like driving on. It's similar to driving on fresh powder. Yeah, like in snow. I feel like I feel like I might have some familiarity with this of like powdered dust in like super arid areas. Yeah, indeed. But like regolith is different to sand and dust. Yes. It is kind of more like makeup powder in mm-hmm. its like um like a like a rouge. Uh, or a powdered foundation, or any kind of makeup powder, really. It's not... Ultra-fine. It's ultra-fine. Like, I'm not saying it's a problem for you, but you are, like, slipping around a bit. So there might yep. be, you know, drifting is easier, but it also means you're drifting. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to say that I, I'm drifting more than I would like to be. Yeah, indeed. I'm you, drifting you... more than I usually would be. <laughs> indeed. Um... This might be a complication or something on mm-hmm. certain kinds of maneuvers and things like that. Um, yep. Uh, so you guys are jumping craters still? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is, is there anything there... else we can do to go faster? I don't know. Not really, but... Hmm. Do we want to try and... I mean, we could try and lead them off a bit. I if mean, they're following you guys, expecting you to know where to go, you could definitely try and lead them the wrong way. Do we... So, then, um, so true survivors have, like, pulled off behind us and they sort of lost us a bit. TKS are sort of heading in our direction but aren't, like, near us. Yeah. No one can see you has line of sight on you directly. Uh, Mm -hmm. The true survivors have a tracker on your car and you are not sure how TKS may or may not have been tracking. you. I mean, also we should consider we're, we're being followed by a huge fucking spaceship. Yeah. We are being followed by a huge fucking spaceship. It could be possible that TKS is uh, extrapolating your position based on how the ship is following you. Uh, hey, you want me to leave the ship behind? Uh, not quite. Greg, could you bring the ship overhead? Yeah, I bring the ship uh, overhead. Bring it down close and open up the hole. Open up the hole. Okay. Oh, good. I, I won't send you a message then, Finn. <laughs> uh, I, I, okay. Greg brings the ship down and opens the hull or the the hold um, the hold door. <laughs> Good. 
Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, I, I pull the, the Datsun into like a handbrake turn stop, um, pull up and then, uh, as the, as the ship comes down, I like hop out of my seat and start like opening the, the car hatch. Um, and I'm Oi. like, you guys, you guys hop out. I'll take this ride. Uh, hop out. You take the other car, and then, like, as the hold opens up, a second Datsun in yellow rather than red, like, rolls onto this dirt. Wow. That's... Just wow. the one? <laughs> mm hmm Okay. Emeril, you, can you drive? Uh, <laughs> Greg can drive. He's got pilot. Greg can drive. <laughs> Greg can pilot. <laughs> Let's just and just the one for now. All right, Emriel can drive. Oh, all right, she has a plus one. Okay, yeah, then two come out. Fuck it. What's the other colored one? Um, in which case, I think actually the main Datsun should be yellow because it's my Datsun. All right. Oh yeah, we they should they should yeah. match up with the colors on our spaces. Yes. So so the main Datsun is yellow, and then the the hull opens up, and a red and a blue one roll down the roll down the path onto yep. the dust. Wow. There's there's minor differences between them, um, but for the most part they're pretty much the same vehicles. Uh, uh, and I'm like this is this is Dats Dats two and Dats three. Dats one, uh, Dats two, Dats three. <laughs> I was all on board until that. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, Greg turns the guns on us and just blows us up. This might also be an opportunity <laughs> to try and take that tracker off your... Yeah, uh, uh, that's what I was going to do. I well, was gonna, I'm, I'm gonna thinking, look if you want to have or uh, you guys head ahead to the base, I'll lead them off for a bit. Well, if we could remove the tracker, true. you could, you could like hold it and then ditch it somewhere. And then we and then, Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, know. let's make it quick. Uh, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the tracker and see if we can remove it. Uh, either you're going to need to dissolve the bonds, or you just get you just cut the piece of metal of the roof off. I mean, Greg, Yuri does have a spacesuit. I have a spacesuit uh, and a yeah. super suit, so that's not the worst. Um, Greg can't do it though because he's not a cloud. Uh, space, yeah. yeah. Do you guys have cutting tools? <laughs> mm -hmm. So oh, you could okay. uh, you could grab the grab a welding torch and cut this um, I'll do that. okay I'll I'll pull out a t Yuri will pull out a toolbox um, hop onto the roof and like fire up a um, cutting torch and I'm like you guys head off make some gains I'll I'll start work on this in case they catch up first yeah uh, all right good luck and uh, yeah maybe, maybe send the ship, contact give the get, keep the ship at a bit of a distance maybe so they can't follow directly it. I'll keep the ship here, just hovering high enough that we can use it to relay our radio signals. Yep, sounds good. So it's maybe Next. like a uh, maybe fifty meters above the highest crater near here. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, if you know, if Yuri's going to be going south and we're going west, it's going to get harder to communicate. So the ship will just be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah we can bounce our signals relay through that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Yuri, you're, you're out on the top of the ship, 
uh, off the top of your car, cutting this panel. That's one. Yeah, on, on the that's one. And this piece of metal, you cut it, and then it falls into the inside the uh, car. Mm-hmm. And then you scramble to get back in. Yep, as the other two tear off. Yeah. Uh, they don't have much of a lead on you, but some. Um, you imagine that uh, you can only wonder what the teams are thinking, uh, especially uh, the true survivors, whether they've noticed that your bleep has stopped moving uh, mm-hmm. or not. Um, and then I'm going to... So, which way are we currently heading, essentially? Let's say that you're heading south for convenience. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Whether it's south or not, in terms of our navigation, we're going to call it south. To yep. your east, no, to your west, if you're heading south, is uh, TKS kind of running parallel to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe a kilometer behind you at most are the true survivors. Yep. A kilometer well, north then- of you. Uh, I'll take off more in the uh, easterly, southeasterly direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, brilliant. Uh, now, Greg, with the height that you have the station, ho- the spaceship hovering at, rather, uh, mm-hmm. it's hard to see where the various teams are, so it's not going to be yeah. super useful as an observation tool, but that doesn't mean you can't use um like use your radio signal sensors to try and track people's movements that way you do have the radios in all of the three cars you guys have plus the spaceship plus your so you could try and use that to triangulate positions um i think it'll probably be more important for us to get there fast well yeah um, so I'm going to try to see if True Survivors and TKS, if they're following Yuri. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a super science role as you've got to do some math and some <laughs> electronics. Uh, Yuri, describe, describe for me your sweet ass driving. Oh yeah, I can do In that. In the Dats one. <laughs> um, I'm going to try and yeah, make it as, make double speed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly, so I'm going to do a lot of like I'm one hard. pushing that's one hard, doing a lot of just like uh, hitting the rim of craters to just try and like to leap the entire crater. Yeah, um, uh, using those springy legs to give you a little bit of extra oomph. Yep, just doing a lot of a lot of long jumps. Yeah, and then like cool. slamming back into the ground, then like speeding off and hitting another rim. Um, you crest the top of one crater and you realize that this is a double crater just <laughs> as you go sailing into the air. Uh, it basically, the point that you hit is actually longer. Uh, you're, so you're unsure whether you're going to make your landing zone. Uh, <laughs> it is significantly further than you anticipated. Uh, what do you do as you go sailing through the lunar air? <laughs> um, or lack thereof. Or lack, th- <laughs> yeah, the lunar sky. Yes. 
Um, so essentially, I'm going to land like within the second sort of crater. Yes. Um, that sounds. But you won't be landing on like a slope. You'll just be landing on a flat plane. So you won't have a. Yep. Gentle, gentle ascent. You're just going to slam down onto the ground. Um, I'll like fully extend the the car's hydraulic legs, and then like sort of set them to lower pressure so I can try and like absorb the landing. Yeah, so they'll kind of like... Um, I don't uh, have much aftertouch. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. <laughs> this isn't uh, this isn't burnout. Uh, so you're <laughs> yeah. soaring through the sky uh, and you're fiddling with the settings. Make me a drive check to make sure those settings are all ironed out. Hmm. <laughs> see the Martian ground accelerating towards you uh, and you've done it just right. When you set up the robotic suspension just right. Uh, <laughs> as you feel the car almost bottom out. Uh, you see yeah. like the knees of your leg wheels pop up at the side windows and then you spring back up to your normal riding height. And, and this kind of like, yeah, spray of hydraulics like... Like clouding yeah. off on either side. Yeah, uh, you see, uh, almost uh, riding along the top uh, edge of the crater, and you just see like the shadow uh, of the light uh, of the uh, true survivors tank mm -hmm. uh, shredding the top of the mountain uh, of the crater. Yeah. They are within eyesight of you. As you ride up the wall of this crater, they close that gap on you as you have to, so, you know, climbing. Yeah, climbing I, think I imagine there's like, it's like, uh, and we like, yeah, we cut to that moment where like they're like tearing along the side of the crater and then the Datsun like roars up the hillside and then like lands on the path right in front of them. Yeah, and they're pretty close and you see that hatch on the top of their tank thing open up again. Uh, My like, so, whole rear view is tank. Yeah. You see uh, somebody in a spacesuit crawling out onto the top with that uh, with a different gun. Uh, this looks like uh, uh, almost like a shotgun, except the size of like a sniper rifle. It's a massive... Uh, double barrel shotgun and they just like mm -hmm. lay, lay it down on this bipod uh, pointed towards the back of your car. Uh, I definitely want to go No, I want to go like so essentially like I like looking through the rear view mirror can see this yeah. um, and then we just like cut to this like narrow view of like Eerie's close up face um, in that kind of like uh, eyes narrow in concentration of like let's do this. Um <laughs> And I want to do a, a your weird insectoid insectoid suit eyes narrow sideways. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little we got a little like X ray view of my actual face. Yeah, um, it like sort of and cuts I, like, away narrow my like, eyes uh, like like an anime thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like a triple <laughs> shot where it's like we just first we just get like um, the astronaut helmet like face, and then it's like bug helmet narrow eyes actual eyes narrow, narrow eyes. even narrower. <laughs> I was gonna say like Iron Man when they when they have Tony Stark inside the suits. 
<laughs> this yes. the screen the screen the t- in the anime version of this the screen splits into three shots as if there were yep. three different faces even though it's all three me. different characters <laughs> just me yep. yeah <laughs> one of them is expressionless one of them is a bit hard to read one of them nice. is an only face yeah um and then i want to like them as they pull the trigger mm-hmm. the datsun like kicks off with like front front hydraulics and then back hydraulics and like back flips backwards so you want to flip over the tank uh yeah possibly right. land on the tank well make me a drive roll or behind them we'll find out we'll find out um i want okay i got a bunch of fate points i rolled a minus one so that's three which i want more than that mm-hmm. so i'll take i'll spend a fate to get plus two on that to make it five again. So with a five, do you want to land on the tank or behind it? Um, um, is Five doesn't seem like quite enough to like gracefully land on the tank in such a way that I might not crush that person. Yes, indeed. Which I don't want to do. <laughs> so it will be like a tank. car being dropped on a tank. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just try and like, yeah, shoot back to land behind me. As you flip back just as the person pulls the trigger you see this cloud of metal shards uh just fill the space where the Datsun was uh um, and, just and we get this, sailing this slow-mo shot <laughs> this slow-mo shot is like the Datsun like sails backflip over them and then like as the Datsun's above them you can see Yuri through the hole in the roof that I've cut just giving the member of True Survivors the finger as I fly backwards. <laughs> that would have also been a good time to chuck them an a, uh, exploding bass drink. <laughs> <laughs> just like throw it at them. Like I a like grenade. pop it and then drop it down at them. Yeah, like a grenade. Yeah. Do you want to do, do that as well as yeah. flip them the bird? Yeah, both. I take my hands off the wheel. Yep. So you like slam the top shot down into the can and then drop it out the hatch as you give them the middle finger, uh, throwing a can of energy drink alcohol at them like it's a grenade. And you just see the can like vibrating and expand and then just pop. And it's like when you cut open a can of of expanding foam. It just <laughs> spreads everywhere. <laughs> All over the top of the tank. It's not like doing any damage to anyone. But it's super <laughs> it's annoying very and sticky. inconvenient. Yeah. That one true survivor is gonna be sticky as hell. Yep. <laughs> it's so fizzy. I don't get it. Oh, and they come back in we come back into real time as the Datsun like hits the dust at the back behind the tank. See, Zack Snyder, like, you can do good bit. things with slow-mo. Consider. <laughs> uh, back at the uh, Dats 2 and Dats 3. Yeah, so I got, uh, Greg got a plus six to triangulate everyone. Um, uh, I think also Greg is Dats 3, Amaryl is Dats yeah. 2. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, in the Dats 3, you have worked out that uh, it appears that 
Yuri and the true survivors are almost on top of each other. They're very close to one another, definitely. Uh, okay. You are just using radio signals to triangulate, so you're not going to get mm -hmm. super precision. Yep. Um, and the TKS Super Race team uh, seem to have cut their pace slightly. Um, they're moving slower. Um, almost like they are unsure of where they're heading, but they are still moving more or less in a straight line the way they were before. Um, but they've definitely slowed down. Uh, and you can both make me an awareness check. Okay. It is visual-based, if that helps. Oh, yeah, I just remembered. Embryo's got the armor of St. George on. Right, and I kind of forgot about that entirely. <laughs> Do you mean and alertness? And we didn't give it stats. Yeah. We'll just give it an aspect. Just You'll just have an aspect. Should you come up against dragons? <laughs> oh, no, I, I did it. Uh, I did it last time. I gave it the, the disguise, guile, convince, inspire, and willpower trapping. So it's more of a social armor. Oh, cool. Well, I'm glad you statted it out. I was worried we hadn't. Um, do you mean alertness, not awareness? I do okay. mean alertness. God damn okay. it. I always can fucking fuse those two. No, I just didn't. I forgot. I didn't know if it was a skill I didn't have. Okay. Uh, I got plus four. I got plus three. Before that, uh, Greg is going to message Yuri. Yuri, be careful. The true survivors are right on your tail. <laughs> As you're watching, As I'm like watching survivor in a spacesuit wiping <laughs> foam off themselves with their massive gun. Uh, and I'm like, got you, Greg. I'm gonna briefly for this. I'm gonna like slow down, essentially like hit the brakes, um, mm. and pull away from them before that true survivor gets a good look at like through the windscreen kind of thing. Yeah, good idea. Um, yeah, they're wiping the foam off themselves and the gun, and then they like snap the gun open and pull out these two big like glowing smoking shells. They almost look like. Um, they almost look like metal eggs that had the tops of them cracked open. Uh, they're glowing like yellow. Uh, and it like pulls these pieces out and like just tuck, chucks them to the side. Uh, and then you see them gra uh, open up like a box on their belt and pull out two more. Uh, Yuri, you can't really make them out, but they are. Yep. As I they pull back. And he slams them in and locks it shut as you're pulling down the mountain away. Uh, uh, back to Greg. Back to Greg. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you uh, guys so can, yeah, you guys can tell that the TKS team are sending up drones. Ah. Uh, so I can't attack the team. Can I attack their drone? Oh no, the spaceship's too far away. You can attack their <laughs> drones. They sure Brooke. hate it when yeah. we attack their drones. It did take us like two runs to make up for that. Um, yeah, but that was more because you attacked like one of their sentimental drones. Um, mm -hmm. These seem to be the the drones that they're throwing out. Uh, the reason you can make them out is because you just see a bunch of streaks of like bottle rocket exhaust. They're just <laughs> putting so you can get cameras that you can attach to model rockets yep. for like rocket enthusiasts they've just gone to a store dropped a, and dr just dropped 10k 
on a bunch of those and just made yep. launches for them on their car. Yep. So like these like cheap like $200 rocket drones are just streaking up into the sky and beaming back basically webcam quality footage as they yep. blanket like a few square kilometers of the moon in camera footage. Okay. Um... They'll so, definitely be able to see Dats 2 and Dats 3. Yeah. They probably might... They might miss Dats 1. Um, can they control... Or they, do they just launch them? They can't control them. They just... They, yeah, they just, just, like, launch them in all directions. They just yeah. launch them straight up, and they probably just, like, have a program that's running... Uh, essentially pattern recognition software. Pick out car shapes. Right. Hmm. Is there then, like, a crater nearby? Sorry, what was that, uh, Greg? Is there a crater nearby? There's craters everywhere. The moon is covered in them. I meant yeah. the backside, as we worked as we worked out last run, is it's covered in even crater. more. Fucking filthy with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even more craters. <laughs> Can we find a spot like so? If the blind spot of the camera, so like if we park the dats to the datsins like on the wall of the crater, that like the cameras won't be able to picture them. It's possible. Um, how? Yeah, it's definitely possible. It's risky because like you're still kind of just out in the open. There's no overhangs to these craters right. or anything like that. But it's possible they might not get a good camera angle on you. So it's it's like a risky kind of thing, but it's totally viable. Can would that be like a super science role to see if I can figure out where we um, should park? It would be if we're just talking in mundane skills, it would be something like a navigation or um, mm. stealth. Stealth would work. You wouldn't be able to use your unusual stealth because you're not it's not unusual. Right. Um, can I do um, pilots? Like drive the car in the right spot? It's, I feel like it's not pilot. How about, how about, how about science? To science the... Um, super science. I, I, could do, I could do mundane stealth to uh, find a good spot, if that would work, if you would accept that. I think mundane stealth is where we want. Can I use right. mundane dodge? To just... It's not dodge. Yeah. All right. Ryan, do we each have to roll or just one of us? Just one. I'm at fair, so let's see how I do. And I've got some fate points. All right. Um, That brings me up to plus three, and I will invoke uh, Fall Down Legionary. There's there's definitely been some training about... uh, Good conceal positions in Emriel's past. I imagine that demons have to hide from angels and shit flying above them. <laughs> right. If you're ever fighting angels on the moon, this is what you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you ever find angels on the moon, you want to hide in a big-ass fucking moon crater. <laughs> uh, I told the centurion that this was never going to come up, but <laughs> goddamn, I was wrong. Uh, so what does that put you at? Uh, plus five. Plus five, brilliant, yeah. Um, you are pretty confident that they didn't get any line of sight on you. Can I, uh, can Greg, uh, Greg is going to command the ship 
to shoot some random area within the area that they're getting pictures of uh, to just kick up, a, like not near anything, just going to basically make an explosion on the moon to hopefully distract them and think that maybe we're over there. Go for it. Uh, that's shoot, right? Plus six. Yep, that's fine. You make a big explosion thing. Uh, your goal is to make them think you died? No, maybe that we were kicking up a, a more more trying to like make a cloud of dust. Ah, uh, in which case maybe up. maybe rapid fire that rail gun to make a bunch of impacts yeah. that looks like a, mm-hmm. a trailing uh yeah. like a trail of you kicking up dust rather than your grab. Yeah, so there's just a, like a trail of dust in their in their big picture thing, you know, that they're taking. Yeah, brood. Uh, I'm going to say this right now. I think we're going to need another episode because this race is mm. quite fun and involved and we haven't even gotten to the best part yet. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, so, so there will be another um, I'm part happy, to this. I'm happy to go a bit longer if we want, need to, slash want to. Uh, sure. We'll see how we go because um, it, is, it is almost 10 o'clock in New York City. So I yeah. don't really want to go past 11 for those guys. For New York State folks. Hour 20. Yeah, indeed. I don't think we'll get through the base, but I think we'll definitely get through the race. And, like, that's... I mean, it's one more run. Yeah. Uh, And then the the last run will be much shorter, too. It'll probably be, like, two hours at most. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, Yuri, you're pulling off down the crater's edge. Um... I ready into Greg. Uh, Greg, from my position, where are TKS at? Uh, they're over. Mm-hmm. I, I tell you the direction. Give, Greg's able to give me like a rough bearing, right? Yeah, indeed. He gives you. Yeah. You guys have a map mm-hmm. that you made. Um, it is one of the I'm most gonna... detailed maps of the far side of the moon that humans <laughs> have ever made. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and I make a beeline for where they're sort of in, in a direction to try and like, uh, you know, intercept them. So like not trying to go where they are, but where they're sort of heading ish. Oh no, they yeah. stopped though, aren't they? They slowed down. They probably stopped oh, yeah. for like half a second to launch all those rockets. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm heading towards them, heading right. in their direction. You're trying to set an intercept course. Um, back down along this crater, this big mm-hmm. ass crater. Uh, so you guys start shooting down, uh, well, Yuri starts shooting down to try and make this intercept course. Um, the true survivors uh, have their tank trundling after you, trying desperately to keep pace. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, actually see uh, what looks like a thick black smoke cloud coming off the side of it. Uh, near one of its treads. Of the true survivors? Yes. Okay. Uh, I radio into them. Try to keep up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you pulled some nice tricks back there, but uh, we're not out of this race just yet. Well, it wouldn't be much of a race if you uh, would it. 
you uh, wise beat off the crater. <laughs> yeah. Radio cuts out. <laughs> speed <laughs> off. Um, so let's skip to describing the ul- the ultimate result of you b- making this intercept. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you probably will intercept them near maybe a hundred meters out from the first uh, first sort of signs of the debris field. Yep. Um, do so. Do I like get eyes on them before I reach them, or am I sort of what? Yeah. What? Who sort of ends up finding who? I guess. Um, I think um, that maybe do we want to do maybe an alertness. Yeah, let's go. Let's do an opposed alertness. Yep. Um, to see <laughs> who it comes out for. I have hey, actual wow. fate dice. I'll just roll my actual fate dice. I rolled very well. Eh, you know, I could have rolled better. I got a five. Well, I got a one. With a plus two alertness. I got a one. So I think Yuri wins. That can do I get the, roll. Like, is, yeah, so is, that's essentially enough to me. So essentially, maybe I like I get some sick air off another crater, mm-hmm. and I like spot them uh, off in the distance, um, and then I like cut my way, keeping out of sight of them between craters and things. Mm-hmm. Um, Their car looks um, looks smaller than when you saw it last at the starting line. It looks like. Like pieces like of less ha- wheels, or not less wheels, but like the back half of it looks lower. Uh, uh-huh. Almost like pieces of it have gone missing. It still looks sleek and smooth. There's no like exposed space, but it look it just seems different to the first car you saw. Yep, it has a different um, silhouette to it. So it's it's kind of like, um, it's kind of. So it's sort of boat shaped with a bunch of wheels. It's kind of like ATV style again, isn't it? Uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, I would think more like the Mako from Mass Effect. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a speedboat mm-hmm. um, on six legs with wheels. Yeah. Um, um, but it was a bit bulkier towards the back. You remembered at the starting line than it is now. Yep. But yeah, it's like it's got like a it's like an enclosed cabin. Thing. Yeah. You don't see any exposed openings. Uh, You guys appear to be the only ones with windows. (laughs) Yep. Um, So I essentially keep out of sight from them, and then we're going to pull a similar stunt where essentially I want to, like, they're, like, speeding along a flat place between craters. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the Dats one like launches up from the left hand side of the road, uh, essentially like crossing their path, but doing a more like a corkscrew flip. So I sort of like hit a side angle rock to like roll the car sideways. Yeah. Um, and sail over the top of them. But what I want to do is as I do that, I drop the uh, tracker mm-hmm. to try and like drop it on top of their car. You throw it out like a shuriken. It's a big mm-hmm. piece of steel. You, as you drive it yeah. along, you're like, Actually, lock, the, lock the steering wheel, get out your oxy torch, and cut this into a shuriken. <laughs> yeah, well, on the way. A shuriken um, the size of a sun hat. 
And that's that's something I know how to do. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, it's not that hard to cut a shuriken shape. Yeah, no, but I mean, I mean, throwing shurikens is part of my jam. Yeah, indeed. I felt um, it was. Thematic. Yeah, I just, I just have to like sharpen the edges up a bit, uh, and then I'm gonna, yeah, roll, flip, launch the car, essentially doing another crater jump. Just over there. I want to make one of those African throwing knives, the greatest throwing knife I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like the size of an axe, <laughs> and you throw it, and there is no section of it. Like every section of it, if it hit, will kill you. Is <laughs> It's in an episode Boy. of Buffy. She just uses it as a hand weapon. <laughs> it's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Um, cool. What do I? What do I want to do? What am I doing? You're doing like a corkscrew. So I think that's a drive roll. Thing. I think that's a drive You're roll ready. with an athletics to throw the thing, Kay. or a weapon. I'd allow a weapon. Yep. Um. <laughs> got a very bad on the drive roll. I'm going to spend a fate to re-roll it because uh, we got these boys to burn. Uh, invoking... Uh, I'm going I'm to go with uh, my aspect of came back for more. You did come back for more. You came right came back, back here for more. For more. <laughs> came right here. Oh, wow. That was Thanks, thanks Dice. I rolled a minus three. I re-rolled, got a minus two oh, to give me a day. to give me a plus two to that drive check. Nice. Well, I mean that's all right. You know, you're spinning. You're spinning a lot more than you'd intended. <laughs> that's all right. We can manage, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ath- athletics or weapon, I guess, or weapon. Um, sure. And that's a plus three. A plus three, brilliant. Uh, so you throw that thing out and you just see this big sh- piece of steel embed into the top of their car uh, uh, as they're driving along. Uh, so now <laughs> the true survivors are tracking TKS. Uh, I definitely radio into TKS as I like, just as I launch over them. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like, what's up, TKS? No. Uh, they're, they're like looking around on their cameras. What? 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 What the hell? What and then they I sail over the other side of the road. I thought their car was blue. <laughs> um, is uh, the, is TKS following, heading towards the smoke trail I made? Uh, they were investigating it. Um, but they <laughs> seem to be—they seem to be circling around to this debris field uh, now. You guys—I imagine you guys probably meet up with one another near that debris field too. You mean the alien fleet debris field? Yes. Yeah. Um, a rating to the other guys. Should we? We don't know exactly what we're looking for in here, do we? No, the mothership. You think you want, you think you want the mothership? Yep. We can't. We don't know we exactly which keys. one. Is. Do we know which one it is? Yeah, it's the yeah. It was like in the center. Oh, okay. It was yeah. the largest ship, and it was the most intact. Although it did have like a big gouge along one side, uh, actually all around it, that looked like somebody had tried to. You know when you put an apple peeler into a specialized apple peeling machine? 
Uh-huh. It looked like somebody tried to spiralize their spaceship with laser eyes. Right. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, e- okay, yeah, I reckon, yeah, Greg, Amriel, if you guys beeline for the mothership while I lead TKS on a little bit more of a goose chase and true survivors will come along too. Mm-hmm. If you guys get get in and get started... Then I'll bring everyone else along to the party. Roger dots one. <laughs> Takes one to know one. <laughs> uh, all right, so dats two and three, you roll into this debris field. There's big chunks of uh, metal. Uh, as big as your car, like big twisted pieces of I-beams and things and uh, pieces that glisten in the in your headlights. Um, strange shadows falling across this whole space. As you roll deeper in country, you see larger pieces, things the sizes of buildings. Um, laying across your path at one point is a, a kind of a triangular skyscraper-like piece um, that seems to have a metallic, uh, almost hyper-coloured oil uh, seeping out all around it and staining the landscape. Uh, It doesn't seem frozen or inanimate. It seems perfectly liquid. Greg, Greg looks at it interestedly as he speeds by. Quick question for Yuri. What fun things do our Datsuns do? Um, they're functionally pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Big so toe, like the jumpy wheels. Yeah. You don't have sweet. Um, uh, they've got sweet Voltron Lion type. Do they plug their? <laughs> do they plug their <laughs> spacesuits into a port and cool things happen? No. no. They've got, a, they've, got a, they've got a two-stack cassette player. Oh, sweet. A double <laughs> yeah, yeah. cassette player. <laughs> uh, you hurry in your play to see what happens. Trying to cut out. <laughs> I definitely... Um, he hits play. I've oh. definitely... I've loaded this, the cassette <laughs> with things that I thought were relevant for Amriel and Greg. Um, <laughs> you made us mixtapes. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so what playing. kind of music did uh, mm. did Yuri make for Greg? Uh, wait. Is it vaporwave? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't seem Gregish. Uh, to them throat singing. <laughs> Definitely, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Cloud Nine. <laughs> Just, yep. Or like, um, mm, I don't know. What seems like a good theme song for Greg? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I have. I have Somewhere a feeling. Over the rainbow starts playing. I have a feeling since Greg's culture doesn't have music, he might yeah. just be fascinated by like the really experimental, just like sound effects things. 
I was gonna suggest yeah, yeah, no, like no, recording no, no, Greg starts storms, but that no, would no, actually be happens, horror music. Yeah, no. What happens is Greg hits play, right? And then like you hear a crackle and then nothing. And then it cuts to Yuri uh, back on the spaceship a few days ago being like making some mixtapes. And I'm like, <laughs> Greg's gonna love this one. And you see at the top <laughs> of the order is um, uh, John Cage's uh, nine minutes of silence. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. Greg's sitting in the car. I get it. <laughs> Greg would get it. <laughs> Does Abriel listen to her mixtape? Uh, yeah, I, I, I do. Bad out of hell. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Then followed by Highway No hesitation. Uh, then to hell. hell. Uh, yep. Then time in a bottle, just to break it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Burning ring of fire. <laughs> I'm I'm loving the thought of a demon in a spacesuit driving a driving a race car across the the desert as all these songs play. And then if I could save time, time. <laughs> uh, I would do anything for love. I feel yep. would come on. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Meatloaf is popular <laughs> in hell. Probably. Good. <laughs> uh, Bree. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you, that's one, that's two and that's three. Um, you curve round this, you know, small pond, well, small pond, large pond of strange fluids. Uh, and then you come to what looks like somebody laid out pipelines of twisting metallic coral from seemingly nothing. And then it just shoots across for a huge distance. Um, It kind of divides you, uh, forces you to follow it for a while until you come to a point where you just see, uh, they start to like spread out from one another. They're not like, uh, uniformly next to one another but they were closer and then they sort of spread out and then you see them like erupt and fray like ropes that have been severed but they don't look like fibers It look they look like stone has somehow been split open like cloth it's super weird to look at Wait, is this happening as we move, or just like it's frozen no, this are way? Static objects, but okay. like these kind mm-hmm. of coral tube pipeline thingies force you to follow them for a while because there's no way to get away from them, and you need to be on the other side of them. And then you come to a gotcha. part where they spread apart from one another and then split open like ropes that have just been hacked apart, uh, and you find a way around them. Then. As you circumvent them, you see a rather open space, uh, and in the in front of you, in the distance, um, you see several large uh, clusters of thrusters, uh, and they they have like a dim light in them, almost like they're trying to turn on, and then just past them, 
far further in the distance you see maybe like a couple of kilometers away from you you see that mothership you are getting closer uh, and as you start to roll past these thrustery things uh, they spark to life uh, of course uh, they ignite uh, and you realize either it's uh, it's either be trapped here by the thrusters or try and speed past them before they fully ignite and burn you to death. Um, you have to make a split decision. Wait or go. Through the fire, Amriel? Uh, let's do it, Taps 3. Uh, uh, make me drive checks or pilot in Greg's right. case. Okay. okay. Meanwhile, in also in space, <laughs> that is, uh, I'm at plus one, mm -hmm. so I'm going to invoke. Um, does that feel like not enough? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you'd be surprised. Uh, I'm gonna invoke the smartest cloud in the room because I'm. I am the smartest cloud in the room, so I'm going to, like, instead of driving in a straight line, Greg is, like, driving in slight arcs to, like, miss, to, like, go around the hardest thrust that's coming out of these things. You've seen Yuri change the height on the legs of the Datsun. Maybe if you lower it, you'll get oh, yeah. to skirt under one of the thrusters. Mm. That, too. So that puts me at plus three. Brilliant. Yeah. And I, think I'm also, I think I'm also going to spend a fate point. Uh, and I'm going to invoke Hell's Fury Unleashed because I'm too angry to die like this. We're going to die being burnt by an engine? On the moon? Right, that's a face-off? That's a stupid way to die. Uh, and what does that put you at? Plus three. Plus three. So you both so, beat my okay. negative two. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, as you shoot past, and these th um, and these thrusters ignite just as you pass them, and you see whole parts of the uh, regolith get blasted away and melted uh, by these thrusters. Uh, Yuri, how's the wild goose chase going? Have you peeled um, off from the other teams yet? I think I think the the, the wild goose chase is mostly just Yuri uh, cutting a relatively casual path through the uh, craters and stuff heading like southwest mm -hmm. um, and I don't know it depends what you want to do but I'm kind of fine for like uh, this to just be like <laughs> Yuri and the rest of them stick around off screen for a bit um, for yeah that's fine so you would like return at the narratively <laughs> convenient moment uh, but yeah I imagine and... like uh, Yuri's like speeding off and TKS are like following behind yeah they're um, trying to work out what the fuck is going on while your car can <laughs> Color. Yuri. Oh no, well no, see they they saw that this is the original car. So they've yeah. seen the first car. Yeah. Um uh, and I'm not <laughs> I'm not trying to be I, I'm I'm sort of trying to like keep it straight from here. Like I'm not trying to like uh swerve and dodge and dick around too much. I'm trying to like pretend like I'm actually heading somewhere. Yeah. Um okay. So cool. our uh that's two and three. You roll towards the 
what you assume is the mothership. You're sort of coming at it from the rear. You can see it's weird clusters of thrusters um, and its body. You do see the odd little light on it, blinking kind of purple. On the mothership? Yeah, not many, but the odd little light, ultraviolet, almost light up there about it as you draw closer to it. It is an imposing structure, half buried in the lunar soil with this kind of almost like pangolin-type scale to it all. It's in scales. It is also Mm. colossal in size. But, uh... Cool. Almost like a beehive or a pine cone with engines. A pine cone with engines. Okay. But more... Or maybe... Or maybe like arrowheads kind of overlapping each other like a four-edged broadhead it's hmm. it's kind of both shapes at once uh, okay. it's hard to get a clear sense of its shape just looking at it it's almost like it is built to be confusing to the eye or maybe it's just confusing to your eyes and the race that built it found it perfectly understandable shape. Yeah, of course. What are we looking at here, Greg? Uh, a spaceship. Thank you. How do we get inside? Well, they gave us keys. Oh, that's right. Did you? Well, well they gave us something that they said would open it for us. Well, it would open doors. It's probably intended for internal doors. Yeah. But, like, it um, it opened cars. Like, it's uh, almost a universal <laughs> yeah. key. I forget. Did they give us one or did they give us three? They gave you three. They're like smartphones, but they only have one okay, right, thing right. on them. Yeah, so we each have one. And um, they have a bulbous end to them that extends out because it is nanotech. Um, so you yep. put it against the thing, and then like it spreads out like circuitry through the uh, device. So we need to find a door somewhere that we can access. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so as you're driving around the outside of it, and you come up to. What if we? The- I was going to say, what if we go in separate directions around? So like. Sure. So who goes towards the front to circle around from the front, and who goes back towards the thrusters from the direction you came? Uh, not um, the thrusters that burnt you, the thrusters of this ship. Oh. I'll go back toward the thrusters. All right. Uh, Amriel, you come round the back of the ship, and you see these big cavernous engine holes. Who has children over? (laughs) There's some children next door. Okay. Uh, And you circle uh, around to the far side. Uh, It takes you a little while. Uh, Don't don't really spot any entrances or anything. You see up towards the high up on the um, 
back end of the ship, it looks like there might be a doorway, but there's got to be something lower to you, the ground that'll be easy to get in. But you make note of it in case it's the only opening. All right. Greg, you yeah. come around the tip of the front um, and you see spheres, almost like pustules, um, as if somebody had tried to sculpt pustules out of metal. Uh, okay. All, all to, uh, there's, there's, you saw similar shapes across the ship, but there's more of them at this tip. Some of them look cracked and broken open, and others look fine. Uh, but you circle around it, uh, and you see... Uh, does it look like... Just, just quick, does it look like part of the ship or something that's on the ship? They look like parts of the ship, yeah. They look like components, um, as opposed to something... So it's, a, on it. so it's supposed to be like this. It's not like... Yeah, it's just a weird architectural mm -hmm. choice. This, The rest of okay. this thing's kind of angular, and then it's got big fucking... Pustules okay. on it, um, but they look like they're meant to be there. Uh, and then you come round the side and you see like a laser. It looks like a tapering laser cut that gets wider and wider, and then turns into like ripped metal, as if somebody made a slice open with a laser beam and then tore a larger hole with their hands. Um, okay. They'd have to be colossal hands. <laughs> But that's kind of what it's like. like Is a that scalp an opening thing. into the ship? Yes, into the ship. It's like a scalp, laser scalpel, and then someone's just pulled this meat of this ship apart. Uh, Amriel, I think I found an entrance. <sighs> All right, Dots 3, I'm coming around to your side. I struck out. Uh, and Greg, you see purple lights turn on in the hole deep inside that hole there's something turning on um at first it kind of flickers and dims itself in and out as it's turning on and then like it starts to, the lights start to pop like they burst purple fade to nothing and then as your eyes well not your eyes but you get what i mean yeah. as your viewing devices adjust there's just this steady purple light and they keep doing that weird pop in thing and then you think you see motion like the lights are shifting backwards and forwards um or maybe spiraling around one another and then hmm. they start the, the lights movement starts to speed up this churning and you see like these almost like a mixture between Celtic knotwork and the churning of waves and magma just traced in purple light in the deep darkness of this hole. It's fine. That's 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 fine. Um, can I try to figure out what's going on? Go for it. Super science. I'm going to do that. Uh, Amriel, you're um, rolling down. You can see Dats 3 in the distance as you're drawing closer to it. It's a few meters, 100 meters off. All right. Uh, I, got a, uh, I got a plus 3. Uh, is that enough? or It's enough for you to know that this is 
if not a living thing in the biological sense, a living thing in the mental sense. This has, this is a, a being of some kind, just as you see, tentacly crabby pincers kind of shoot out of this thing and like a laser bolt of purple light streak past Dats 3. Amriel, you just see a beam of light shoot out of this hole of the ship and explode some regolith uh, between you and uh, Greg's Datsun. Space angler fish crab! Space angler fish crab! Uh, That doesn't sound good. What do we got? Hostels? (laughs) As you say, what do we got? Hostels? You just see these three tentacles that end in uh, like scorpion pincers or maybe crab pincers shoot out uh, and reach around the hull of the ship and then lever out this metallic looking mess of spaceship parts and junk. Um, Think of one of those like really like low dramatic shots as it like looms up. Yeah. Uh, And it pulls itself out. Um, It's very bulbous um, looking uh, kind of like a soccer ball fucked a clock radio a squid and uh, and a crab. That sounds like a party. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, sounds like a good fiasco scenario. Yeah. Should Greg starts driving in reverse while commanding the spaceship to come over. As um, So I think, yeah, Amriel's like speeding to converge with Greg. Greg's like starts backing up. And then uh, over the radio, uh, Yuri kicks in and he's like, all right, guys, I lied. These things got one more trick other than a two-stack cassette player. And then you guys see Dats 4 and Dats 5 shoot over the dunes uh, and craters <laughs> as, as Dats, one, Dats like, 1 launches from behind through the air towards you two. What uh, colors are Dats 4 and 5? Um, we've got red, yellow, blue, and then they're definitely green and pink. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, <laughs> uh, as these other three Datsuns like soar over the, the crater behind you. Um, and then I, do I, should I spend a fate point to invoke this aspect or? No. Or just. Why not? I'm, I'm fine to spend a fate point to make this happen. Cause it's yeah, pretty go fucking. For it. Go uh, for it. So I spend, where is it? Oh, fuck. Um, I spend a fate point to invoke the additional aspect that I put on the Datsun, uh, which is Datsun Zord. So we zoom in on Yuri. And, like, I, 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 like, flip the center, um, the center uh, console open, which where is normally where I keep all my cassettes, tuck a couple of things out, pull out some gum, shuffle around, and then at the bottom there's a button, a big fucking red button, and I slam it while in midair. Mm-hmm. And all of the Datsuns start like splitting half open. Yeah. And we go into a full like transform scene where they like slide into each other. Yeah, the wheels are like locking in and it's like fucking <laughs> Power Rangers turbo up in here as five cars become one large kind of 
Hillbilly Megazord. And then we definitely get like a, a triple slash cut of, in the anime of like Yuri, Amriel, and Greg in each, in like three separate little pilot seats. Mm-hmm. Amriel um, is just like frozen in terror. Can you hear me clapping for you? <laughs> is, it a, is it a normal Megazord type thing where like somehow you all end up in the one cockpit next to one yes. another? Uh, I think, yeah. uh, yeah, I think so. Essentially, it's like that. It's like, I think it's sort of like the three, except I don't think it's like cockpits. It's essentially like three, you know, driver's seat windshield sections are like yeah. in the head and then shoulders. So we're all just like in three car, car, like top sections sitting next to each other. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, it's a weird thing. As it like zooms out and it's this, yeah, like uh, Megazord Transformers thing of like, Giant wheels, hydraulic arms, two big legs, rising up to like stand at full height with essentially a um, like bunch of like Datsun front grills and lights up its chest. Uh, part Turbo in, like... Megazord, part Devastator. <laughs> <laughs> um, as it like stands up to full height. Uh, and this bulbous crab tentacle thing swarms out. Uh, and um, uh, and I, I think we have enough time to do a sweet ass Megazord fight. Excellent. <laughs> um, nice. I was thinking essentially that, like, given that we all have partial control, we can do our respective things yeah. via the Megazord, hey. the Datsun Zord, the Datsun Zord. Uh, so, so the the arm of Greg's maybe ends in like this mass of welding tools and angle grinders mm-hmm. so that you could so Greg could do disassembly things. <laughs> maybe, like, maybe there's like a big to be like a Yeah. Yeah, like, like a, a chainsaw blade with with gas flames coming off of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, on Embryo's hand. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so it's big. It's like big left blue arm, right red arm, mm-hmm. center chest slash head is yellow, and then a left pink and a right green leg. As you do, as it like sidles into its uh, uh, attack formation, putting the pulling its chainsaw blade up over its head and like one arm out. Yeah, taking Brilliant. stock of the crab thing. Uh, so the crab thing's kind of um, so its tentacles kind of. It's got its body hanging in the air and its tentacles are kind of coming up out of the top of it and then going back down towards the ground uh, to uh, kind of uh, act as legs. So its legs are coming off the top of it and coming back down. Uh, And it's kind of looking at you confused for a minute and then you see it kind of convulse like it's going to throw up its entire... Your organs, you guess, or engine? It's not clear whether it's a machine or an animal. And it's like hocking like a loogie. It's like the dragon thing in evolution when it's mm-hmm. given birth. Or I guess like the dragon thing in Pacific Rim mm. when it's giving birth. <laughs> uh, and then you see like it's just like the ball part kind of like split open. Uh, and this mass of metallic, hyper-coloured goop 
and machine parts spew out of the bottom as the rest of it kind of falls apart uh, into a very dry-looking pile of scrap. And then this live humanoid figure with like an insectoid bionicle robot face stands up and then it grabs one of the tentacles like a chain flail and starts uh, spitting it around overhead. Oh god, it's seen Sentai. We're fucked. (laughs) Uh, You have chosen the form of your destroyer, effectively. You went humanoid, it copied. Cool. What, Yuri, what the hell is going on? Uh, what did you I've make all these dancers? <laughs> you know, I was busy. I can see. Your A man gets lonely at night. <laughs> Need more, one, more than one Datsun, and I've got more than room for more than one Datsun in my heart, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uneat all those other cereals, Cheerios. That's one isn't just enough. What? Look, um, we can go. <laughs> uh, and and as you guys are discussing when the logistics of building all these other cars, <laughs> a big, huge piece of tentacle flail slams in to the Greg side of the Datsun Zord. As you go stumbling back into a big, huge... A uh, cardboard and masking tape spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely do it like a big, like dramatic slide through the dust and like come to a slamming halt. Yeah. Look, Greg, uh, talk about it after. All right. We need to so kill that now. It's uh, it's it's reaching back to hit its tentacle flail again, uh, and yeah. Greg uh lashes out with his arm that has all the cutty bits on it. Mm-hmm. And like grabs the what would be the the chain part of the flail, and just hits it with all the giant chainsaws and whatever else is in the hand. Yeah, to the sever big, it. the big cutting blades and oxy torches. Yeah, just yeah whatever. Mass. Um, it looks like a ZPM of fire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you punch into the flail. Uh, and it kind of wraps half around you, the fist as you melt through the tentacle uh, flail. Uh, and it just uh, hangs limply from what l- uh, remains of your hand. And then the thing stops swinging the cord and like snaps it taut in the middle. And then you see more of that met- uh, metallic hyper-colored liquid flow out of its arms and over the tentacle cord, and now it's, like, solid, like a staff. And then you see it, like, do a bunch of twirls around itself, <laughs> uh, like it's uh, like it's about to do some sweet uh, Joe-do. <laughs> uh, we, like... we do some similar sword tricks with our chainsaw. Yep. Uh, and it stops spitting the staff behind it and then it, like, brings it back. Uh, it goes to smack you with its staff. What do you do? Amriel? Uh, what does is, what is my arm have again? A uh, it has a flame blade. A big flaming chainsaw blade. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> a less uh, elegant, more flaming version of the sword from Pacific Rim. Nice. 
Uh, in that case, I think I think we're going to parry with that um, and try to knock the staff out of its hands. All right, well, make me a parry. Let's see. And depending on how well you go, we'll determine whether you uh, knock it out of its hands. This is opposed. Can I use my uh, sword skill, or is that not a thing? You can use your sword skill. Okay. Totally. You're not driving it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, no. Um, I'm going to spend a fate point and re-roll that, because I rolled four minuses. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what aspect are you invoking? Um, I'm going to invoke the me in team, because I don't want to be the weak tit. All right. <laughs> All right, and we will re-roll that. Go, go, Datsun Rangers! <laughs> this oh, is going to make you... You guys are going to be able to, like, sell a, a TV script when you're done. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I, I went from four minuses to three pluses, and that puts me at a plus six. Well, that's three more than it. So you definitely uh, knock the staff out of its hands. Describe what this all looks like as it swings its staff at you. Um, it it swings its staff down for a blow, and I raise the chainsaw arm by I, I don't know. I guess like jamming my feet on the gas and brake and and shifting. <laughs> yep. Uh, and and there's there's kind of a matchup as I as I spin the wheel left and right to to kind of control the arm. Um, yeah, and, and like the the gear stick is a bit of that as well. Much like in any giant suit anime or anything, it's unclear how the actual controls how exactly translate. we work because it because <laughs> right. it seems like whenever whenever you want something to happen, it's always the same action. Look dramatic, dramatic like you're applying effort scream and slam that weird slidey trigger thing that's mounted to the side <laughs> of the cockpit forward while pulling the other one back. Right. Yeah, so you do. In this case, it's like comically like disconnected in that it's like you scream, look concentrated, and then like slam the accelerator and then things happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, and then like I put it into sixth gear. Yeah, yeah, I downshift, turn the steering wheel to the left, <laughs> scream, look dramatic, uh, then look confused. It, it cuts to the outside where uh, the Dotson Zord raises its chainsaw arm to just meet the, um, the staff as it comes down. Um, they, they clash for a moment, and there's like a, a really dramatic close-up shot of this alien horror thing uh, staring in at, at Yuri uh, in, in, the, in the head cockpit. Uh, and then the, the chainsaw manages to um, slice through the staff. Um, and it comes out of the thing's hands and just tumbles away across the lunar surface. Yeah, it seems oh, to just... drop the piece that it has remaining. And it kind of takes a few steps back from you, almost like... Uh... It's very reminiscent of like the part in a martial arts movie where one of them loses their weapon, mm-hmm. uh, and then it's like, 
is the other guy just going to keep wailing on him with his weapon, or are they both going to de-weapon? Uh, and then, uh, in, as it like, and takes then a you show it how this is like a martial arts movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It takes a couple of steps back, and we have that like brief moment of standoff. Uh, and then the so the essentially the five Datsun front grills up the, uh, down the front trest like light up, flaring <laughs> it in the face with high beams. Mm-hmm. And then Yuri just like kicks it in the chest. Uh, do you double kick it? Uh, Is it a double flying kick? <laughs> yeah, double flying Datsun kick. Yeah. yeah, so we get it from like its perspective, where it's just like facing us down, and then it's like a flare of light. And then as the like stars fade, the deck, you then see the Datsun Zord just like running full pelt and then like launches itself for like a double front kick into its chest. You see a pink and green wheeled foot <laughs> slam <laughs> into the chest of this thing. And you actually kind of feel the Datsun Zord's feet sink a little before into it, before it like kind of bounces back like rubber and pushes your feet away as it goes stumbling back into the ship. Uh, and it kind of like bends its back over it, almost like a person like stumbling into like a um, like into a piece of industrial machinery. Uh, and it kind uh, of like rolls and grabs at its spine. <laughs> and the the Datsuns all we like land lying down and then like kick kick jump up to standing position. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is pretty fucking baller. We do the superhero landing. Oh, it's better. you do the superhero jump land thing where you like jump yeah. up to the martial arts double kick from yeah. flying down yeah when like you could just get up like a normal person. Just, yeah exactly but why would we you do that could. yeah exactly i mean if that i could do that good. i would do that all the time i would fall over just so i could do that <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then we charge at it yeah i guess it's your turn to act uh, as it's kind of reeling and it's like, oh, my back, my back. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Yuri like charges in. And he's like, big push, guys. Doesn't Wait, we have, to do, we have to do our super finisher. That's how these things end. <laughs> yes, I think also in this moment, like I realized because Yuri is essentially uh, a number of suits inside suits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do a bunch of that mm-hmm. like over pantomime acting of the Power Rangers because you can't yeah. see their faces, so it's a lot of like fist pump front point. Yeah, we've got to get them. <laughs> I'm picturing it's there. There's a there's like one of those uh, slash cuts where like the screen comes in just on the eyes, but mm-hmm. it's the head of the Datsun Zord. Then it cuts to Yuri's uh, spacesuit, then to Yuri's biosuit, then to Yuri's <laughs> mask, then to Yuri's eyes, and he says, "Let's finish this." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what is the Datsun Zord's finisher? Does it summon a weapon out of nowhere? Like, is um... there? Is there? Does it like? grab the spaceship like a kind of a shield thing or no i think i think it's gonna have to be like a um no it's gonna be like it's gonna be like a combination thing so um so yuri i like charge forward um slam it against like in like in mighty morphin power rangers when they lay their weapons on top of one another it makes a big Mm -hmm. gut (laughs) well yeah i like i i charge forward like slam against it with our two sort of front fists and then like uh, 
heave launch it over my shoulder into the air. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg, second bit, oh. I guess. Oh, oh okay. Um, so, Greg, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Amriel should have the second bit. Okay, yeah, yeah, Amriel. All right, so you launched it into the air. Mm-hmm. Um, Amriel uh, looks determined and and uh, gives a, a predatory grin as she upshift and upshifts and then <laughs> leans on the horn. Um, and a novel And then like five times. The chainsaw arm uh, detaches and like rockets toward this thing, um, like slicing it up its belly, uh, and it it tumbles down to the lunar surface, uh, very badly wounded, but still uh, set up for the finisher. Greg. So it's it's there, um, kneeling, I guess, uh, with holding holding its stomach, and Greg's arm. Uh, shoots shoots out and uh, drives across the desert, uh, the lunar <laughs> desert, um, and up, like it, it drives like up the side of the thing and loops around and around and around. And there's a flash of light as it's just laser cutting as it goes. So it's like, remember we talked about peeling the apple before in the machine? Yeah. That's what it's doing. The thing screams as it's like, ah! It remembers this pain from before. Uh, and then, like, and light then like a shower of sparks. Yes, yeah, sparks and light shines out of it. And then, like, slow motion, it's just falling as all this dry ice fog wafts <laughs> off of it. Uh, and it collapses into the lunar dust. And then, like, we turn, and there's a shot of you with it exploding behind you as you're in the Datsun Zord striking a cool pose. <laughs> oh yeah, we can't we can't be looking at it when it explodes. Yep. Yeah. We then like stride into the big hole in the side of the ship. The Datsun Zord holds up holds up its stump from the chainsaw arm where it rocketed up, and then it just catches it as it clicks back into place. Yeah. 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 Very evil dead <laughs> with a megazord. That's that's what happens. Yeah. The, the, the the arm comes back and clicks into place and then kaboom right behind us. <laughs> and then in the American dub of this Japanese show. Uh, it cuts to the three of you standing in the hull as you look to one another and go, but wait, we still have to find our way through the base! And you look back and forwards between one another, shocked! Uh, And then it comes up with a little title card that says, To Be Continued. Well, actually, it probably says, To Be Concluded. Mm, We hope. We do. I can't imagine this needing more than Uh, well, nice. Brilliant. But yeah, how did you like? How did you like Finn's Datsun Zord that we decided to keep hidden from you guys until a dramatic moment? That was. Uh, I loved it. I was not expecting it. <laughs> no, it was amazing. Trying to foreshadow it a little. Uh, I have to good. say, yeah. Well, once I have to say that uh, no, we definitely, we definitely topped. Uh, superhero fight on the side of a crashing spaceship over Paris with naked Hitler bodies. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, that's the important thing. I don't know what the conclusion of this is going <laughs> to look like. I don't know where I go from Megazord. Like, normally a Power Ranger episode finishes with a Megazord fight, so... I don't know, maybe you'll it get it. It could be one of those fights where we have to, we have to like, call up the Dragonzord and form a Super Megazord. Yeah, the spaceship comes. And, oh, God. And we you like, ride on Megazord it like Goku on KS. <laughs> we Megazord with the other two teams. Yeah. Yeah, you, pl- you plug just, them I'll... in. Like how sometimes a nut, there's like a, a sixth and seventh Megazord that are just like weapon additions. That, like, yeah, we just wield the tank the like a giant gun. Yeah. <laughs> or Greg parks the, the spaceship on the head and forms like a super helmet. And then we ride we ride TKSs like an awesome skateboard. Gnarly <laughs> <laughs> dudes. We're gonna surf back to Earth. <laughs> uh, brilliant. brilliant. Well Yeah, so we tried to foreshadow it a little like with the tops in the base and the oh Yuri, have you been letting people into the garage? Because <laughs> Finn said, I think well, you had all those... kept it hidden from them until we use it. No, that, that was, was fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, definitely. I was not expecting that. But it was no. wonderful. <laughs> oh, look, Yuri just built two more cars. Yeah. I loved it when you guys were designing the spacesuit, and we'll end the recording in a minute. Uh, and Finn was like, "Maybe we paint each of the spacesuits in a primary color." <laughs> yeah. Randomly off the top of my head, I just thought that might be yeah. a cool idea. Yeah, I did not think of it then. In hindsight, I should have probably realized they were our Super Sentai uniforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. Um, but brilliant. Love it. Uh, I, I think this is going quite well. I can't wait to see what you guys do in the last game. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it was fun when Finn was like, I'm going to make a dance with Megazord. And I'm like, well, shit, now I'm going to give you something to fight. <laughs> can't just have uh, this. Can't just, fight, can't just fight with nothing. Yeah, indeed. So it had to be like a monster thing that you could fight, because I'm like, even if I can't just like have the spaceship's turrets turn on, because it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, great. (laughs) Kapew. Brilliant. Uh, Yep. Great. Fantastic. So That run went exactly as how I wanted it to. (laughs) Finn uh, reclines in his chair as he wipes his hands uh, and does not contribute to the last My game. job is done. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Uh, so, uh, thank you for listening, and we apologize that we've had to stretch this last heat out a bit, uh, but the next episode will probably be uh, pretty short, but we hope that you enjoyed our Super Sentai fight, because <laughs> um, we fucking loved playing it. Um, if you have any thoughts on this recording, please let, uh, shoot us a comment, uh, and, uh, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with other people. Uh, sharing the podcast is the, uh, main way that you can help us grow, uh, and extend our reaches across the planet Earth. Uh, farewell from the past. I'm Raymond. <laughs>